Hello and welcome to episode 71 <laughs> of the Playthrough Podcast. Hi, Chris. We're back. Hi, Hi dude, bros. <laughs> yes, dude. indeed. Hello, Mads. Hello. Hello, Andy. Hello. And Jimmy. Hello. The effectiveness of the teachings depends upon your faith. <laughs> you just anyone didn't... got anything else no but i wish jim had a ball cut to go with that quote because that was very good <laughs> you've been practicing that jim i have mate yeah yeah i was just a little bit put off i could hear my little lad singing in the bath actually behind me so i was quite an odd time in the bathroom in the other room so i can yeah it's kind of put me off but there we go so gamers Gate capital G gamers as we all are now playing Dark Souls. Proper gamers. That's Everybody us. else are just idiots now. <laughs> I still Muggles. I still feel like yeah, I still feel like little, little G, to be honest, but there we go. <laughs> G gamer. That'll be his G new nickname, Lil G. Yeah, Lil G. But we all made the checkpoint, right? And we're all still we're yeah, all planning yeah, on continuing playing, so uh yes. as of the very large majority of people I think. So yeah, we're off and rolling. Mm. People are just tuning in. This is the first episode in our Dark Souls series. Much anticipated, much feared, perhaps, amongst the crew series on Dark Souls. This is episode 71. This is the second series of our season six. I'm back at the helm. It feels like only two minutes ago that we finished up on Horizon Forbidden West, but that was two games ago now. So long enough, long enough to get back in the saddle. We're gonna we're gonna almost launch straight into it, Matt. So you ready with your stopwatch? I am. I am. So we've decided we, that uh, we are not gonna draw out the waffles this time. We're gonna do these really small and, and tiny waffles. So each each uh, person here gets thirty seconds to say what they've been up to. Thirty seconds, Jim. I said thirty. Hang on, hang on. Before, before, do you not realise how ironic this is? This game is just absolutely full of nonsensical waffle. So, what? That was the first six <laughs> seconds of Jim's time. Wasted. Oh, no, no, oh, no, start it again, right. Start me again. What have you been up to, Jim? Um, go on. Okay. Matt's is timing you. But, uh, right, actually, finish. let's go with Jim last oh. because I, I promised him my extra seconds because he, he had so much to say. So um, I, I'm going to go first. You, you ready, guys? What have you been up to then, mate? Ready, steady, go. Okay, timer is going. I have been playing Doom 3, and Doom 3 is a beauty. I'm playing the BFG edition, and it's so much fun. So everybody should go check that out. Um, it's a bit easier than the original because you can have your flashlight up and shoot at the same time. But uh, yeah, it, it's just the spookiest Dead Space, really. And, and that's Did me. You finish so Titanfall? There was an extra seven seconds for you right there, Jim. Hang on, I've got a nice question. Got, so you, you're allowed a bit more time if I ask a question. Did you finish Titanfall? Yes, Titanfall 2 is all done. Okay, well, nice. nice. Yeah, well done. Still, still, still a solid experience. But I, I finished that before we recorded the Doki Doki, I'm sure, episode. I think you said you were playing it. Did, Did I? you yeah. say you Did finished I? it? Yeah, you said you were playing it, yeah. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a really, really good game. Yeah. Good. Very good. Very pithy. Mm -hmm. Andy, can you be equally as pithy? I'll try. 
I have been consumed, and that's consumed, not used by Dark Souls. It appears as a, actually an important <laughs> distinction between the two. I have well and truly fallen down the rabbit hole with this game, so I've been playing that exclusively. No other game exists as far as I'm concerned. I have also bought myself the official strategy guide, which you hopefully will be arriving in the next couple of days. And also, something that I'm very interested in, because I'm getting more and more interested in the psychology behind this game, is I've bought a book called You Died, which is written by Jason yeah. Killingsworth and Keza McDonald's, a collection of essays yeah, all about the launch. Uh, that's yeah. 30 seconds. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me Kesa a question. McDonald, Kesa McDonald of The Guardian, right? Indeed. That's, yep. Exactly yeah, that. Yeah. And Chris Schilling of Edge, Deputy Editor. Uh, Jason Killingsworth, I think, is the other one. Oh, author. Jason Killingsworth. You said Chris Schilling, yeah. Yeah, Jason Killingsworth. I, I, I remember Kesa McDonald tweeting about that book loads. Yep. It looks brilliant. Uh, it's all about the effectively just the game when it came out it launched a collection of essays um, kind of yeah, companion true. pieces to it all that. and um, just a, a yeah. really really sort of definitive um, kind of all the sort of the, the it's not a guide it's not a strategy guide by any means it's just all the extra yeah. stuff that surrounded it and continues to surround it, it it's meant to be the yeah. I think Edge Magazine called it the, the ultimate companion piece for the game so that's yeah. arriving in the next couple of days sorry for the extra time yeah. You, yeah. you guys are really Brilliant. bad at this time limiting thing. I mean, you'd be kicked out of academia <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Jim, thirty seconds. Do you want to have no, you thirty got, you seconds, got 37 mate? Because you got seven of mine. Oh, nice one. Ever generous. Go. Um, <laughs> three. Right, I finished three games. First one, the mirror light. The mirror lied. This is a so it's like a weird adventure from Ken Gal. So you did to the moon. Yeah, yeah, free. It's free to download on uh, like on Steam. I played it on the Steam Deck. A little bit of fiddling with the settings. If you're going to go into it, don't read anything. Go into it completely blind. It's, it's weird, so so weird. But there's loads of stuff outside of the game. Forty-five Five minutes. Seconds. Forty-five minutes, minutes max. Max. You're in like a little house. You play a little blind girl. You're in a house. And, and that was your 37 seconds. Puzzle in the house. <laughs> uh, the other game I've been playing with Techzopia. <laughs> this is a 3D rail shooter. Think Star Fox, uh, but done on a 32-bit machine instead of a 16-bit machine, and it's running in 10 what, frames. What was the game called? I, I missed e- the title of the game. X Zodiac. It's coming to the oh, okay. it's coming to the Switch later in the year. Um, yeah, well worth checking out. Really good. Really Just start really playing good. the music, Mads. Play the music. And that was so. That was number two. What was what was your third game? This Don- is a Donkey Kong so. Country. Still awesome. Donkey still Kong great. Country. Don't listen to nonsense online. Still great, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, mileages vary, of course. They but, do. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there is. A, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I've finished that as well recently, and I I did enjoy it more than I expected to. I really like it. Actually, I think it's very good. Yeah, and uh, look forward to playing through the rest of the series. Tropical Freeze, we've mentioned before, haven't we? In, in yeah, we mentioned that on the on the last episode, a, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A potential playthrough game, and I think it'd be a great one to be honest. Oh, hundred percent. I haven't played the the original in the series. Now, I think it'd be lovely to see where it ended up. Um, but it's yeah. hard to. Uh, I mean, listening to somebody like Jim tell you what a good platform is is, I mean, he's kind of disqualified. <laughs> by the and, and I, I totally understand if you do like the Sonic games, you'll like Donkey Kong Country as well because they do have the same feeling about them in the controls. Yeah, there's a rhythm. In the controls and the gameplay. Yes, they do. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure I agree with I that. I know where you're coming no, from. Donkey Mads. Kong Country, I think it's much more, it's much slower paced and much more 
No, it but, is, uh, but it's got a is, rhythm. If you play Sonic right, it's actually much more slower paced as well. Um, yeah. if, if you actually want to, See, to play Sonic, you're not supposed to be rushing See, around. I, I think it's it's got... It's got a rhythm. The levels all have a rhythm to it, and yeah. if you move in rhythm, you will fly through them. And in that way, it's actually a. It's not dissimilar to the Mario games. Uh, I think in terms of the pace and the rhythm of the levels, um, it, it, but 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 different at the same time. I'd say comparing this to Mario is sacrilege. It's, uh, it's so well, much, I would, so, so far below that, but uh, it, it's good. It's not bad. I agree. I'd, yeah, it's not not as good no. as as the Mario games for me, but it's it's one of the best two D platformers I've ever played for sure. Yeah, seriously, a very enjoyable. One of my favourites. Okay. okay, yeah, one of my favourites. I should say. Not yeah. anyway. This I, I, is not I, I actually enjoy it, but it's not. It's far from one of the best. This is not the Donkey Kong Country show. That will be on Retro Asylum in a couple of weeks, a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, what have I been up to? I what have you been up to, Chris? No, nobody's <laughs> been up to. You spend far too much time, so there's no time for you now, Chris. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very quick, mate, very quick. Yakuza Kenzen. Since I got to the Dark Souls stopping point, I've played the first six or seven hours of Yakuza oh, which Kenzen. This is the game that came out between two and three. The Japan-only period oh, game. It, oh, right. That's not... I, I was thinking of the other Yakuza one, you know, with the guns Ishin. and everything else. Mm, this Yakuza Ishin was the other period one, but that was 200 yeah, no, years it's, before. Yeah, no, it's not a period one, though. It's not a period one. This is on the PS3. It's a Japanese exclusive on the PS3. Um, and oh, I, I've seen, well, like, the trailers and clips of it. Gameplay-wise, it looks absolutely bonkers, but there's loads of talk about it run, not running very well. Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. this was the very first Yakuza game that released on the PS3. As I said, it was before Yakuza 3. So my setup for this, and I won't keep you mad, I promise. My <laughs> setup for this is playing it on, on emulated on the Steam Deck. I own the original, so I'm all good. Uh, emulated on the Steam Deck with a translated video on the TV because you know what Yakuza's like. It's very cutscene heavy. So I've got the Steam Deck in front of me, all in Japanese. I've got the translated video for all the cinematics on the TV. I try and sync them up. And then I've got my phone with Google Translate <laughs> open so I can read the menus and stuff. Oh, my word. Yeah. Is this what you're going to be doing go. when you go to Japan? Yeah, I'm getting practice. <laughs> I'm getting in practice. Yeah, it's dedication. And do you know what? I think once you get used to it, it's fine. It's fine. Are you you're kind of looking at three screens all at once, but it's all right. Chris, please yeah. tell me you're taking like a little phrase book to Japan with you. Can you remember those really old school, like you used to get like a little Collins phrase book of popular yeah. phrases and you just walk, like walk around with your phrase book saying random phrases. Uh, yeah. Please tell me you're taking yeah, one of those. I mean, even sorry and thank you in Japanese is very difficult, but I'll be doing my best, mate. I'll be trying my best to uh, speak some of the lingo when I'm there. In a couple of months. I think you should but just plan uh, do, do a full Yakuza and run around and say, Nani! Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Nani! <laughs> what he says for damn it, something like Oksho, or something <laughs> like that. And he, the old uh, Kiryu says, but I have seen Majima in Kenzen and he's very good. It's a bit more straight laced than, than two, especially. Two takes a bit of a turn for the wacky after one, even more so. But but Kenzen's very much a like, kind of a straight laced samurai story. So, so more so far, wacky really than one. That That's. Yeah, oh, two like is incredible. definitely more off the wall than mm, one. Okay. But remember, you you played um, uh, Kiwami. Yes. I didn't. Mm. Um, well, there's a difference. The original, you, oh, it's still f- yeah. The original yeah, Yakuza yeah. is a bit more straight. Kiwami yeah. two still feels a bit bonkers. You referring to all like the building stuff and all that? 
Yeah, I mean, just no, just like the way Majima is in mm. in Yakuza, Kiwami, and I mean, you don't get any of that wackiness with the original Yakuza. It's yeah. definitely played more okay. straight. Um, Ken, whereas and but actual Yakuza two on the PS two definitely takes a turn towards the wacky, whereas Kenzen feels like a proper straight up samurai, straight laced samurai story. Um, although I'm about to start managing brothels, I think, and stuff like that, so it's about to go all Yakuza on. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> that's really good. Right there we go. Quick waffle. That was never a quick waffle. That was that was that regular was, that was quick. That was quick for us. <laughs> Quick, very quick for us. So, Dark Souls, boys. Dark Souls. What is Dark Souls? For those <laughs> listening to this who may have never heard of it, an action RPG uh, developed by From Software, published by Bandai Namco uh, worldwide, released in September and October, originally in 2011 for PS3 and Xbox 360, following an online petition. It got a PC release in 2012. wasn't originally intended to have a PC release, but it did. Uh, it, it did get that PC release in August 2012, um, quickly followed by a series of fan-made mods, which allowed for various graphical improvements, as you'd expect, uh, and they were all pretty much rolled into the remastered version, which was released in May 2018, for PS4, Xbox One, and Windows, it then got a, re- a Nintendo Switch release on October in October 2018. Um, many didn't think it'd be possible to get the remastered version run on the Switch, but run run it run it does and runs uh, very well, I believe. Uh, for those, I'm not don't think anybody in our Discord is playing on the Switch, but I not believe it's seen, a pretty no. pretty no. decent experience for those that that can get it working. Uh, it's the spiritual successor to the 2009 cult slash breakout hit for From Software, Demon Souls. From Software are far from a new developer. They are pre-Dark Souls. They were most famous for the Armored Core series. Anyone got any history with the Armored Core series? No. I don't know. I was just looking back through their previous games and I didn't realise that they were responsible for quite so many other games, that some of which I had heard of. Yeah, yeah. And um, what about uh, anyone familiar with the um, Kingsfield series? That's, that is more obscure, way more obscure than Armored Core. No. No. Uh, Kingsfield is like a dungeon crawler, action RPG, definitely where... Um, Definitely where Demon's Souls gets its influence, for sure. And Dark Souls and Demon's Souls are definitely... I mean, Demon's Souls is almost a spiritual successor to the Kingsfield series, although there was a little bit of overlap there, I think, in some of the later. Yeah, Kingsfield 4 was 2001, so that... I'm just looking down the list. No, so that was... So the last Kingsfield game, other than remakes, I think, was 2001, so yeah, way before Demon's Souls... Uh, and there may be other games in the in the oeuvre that you may have heard of. Mads, we almost had one on the Retro Asylum Game Club. Do you remember? A Togi? Oh, yeah. yeah. When we were doing the Xbox yeah. last year. And uh, that, that was mentioned. Yeah, so they've got, lots, they've got a big back catalogue. But Demon's Souls was their global, I would say, was their global breakout. Uh, definitely a slow burner. But as word started getting around what kind of game Demon's Souls was, 
and people started jumping on. And it's fair to say there was a, there was a decent amount of expectation around Dark Souls. I've been reading some previews from 2010 and 2011, and there was some expectation. I mean, nobody expected it to be the absolute phenomenon that it's turned into, but it was certainly it was certainly anticipated coming off the back of Demon Souls. Hidetaki Miyazaki was the director and producer of Dark Souls, somewhat of an auteur-created game. If you read interviews with Miyazaki, you'll see that his handprints are all over this game, every facet of it. It's definitely a game created in his in his image. It's exactly how he wanted it. There was a big team that worked on it, but he most definitely led the the. Um, the design philosophy and the development of the game. He, he credits the programmers and artists for creating his vision, really, with Dark Souls. So if you don't like it, Jim, you have uh, Miyazaki-san to, uh, <laughs> to to thank for that. In terms of the name change between Demon's Souls and Dark Souls, so he his, uh, his take on it was that they could have used Demon's Souls, and they could have called this Demon's Souls 2, but they chose not to. Popular belief is that he's wrong about that because uh, Demon Souls was published by Sony, uh, Dark Souls published by Nanko, so the the popular belief is that he they didn't have the rights to call the game Demon Souls 2, and if they did they would have done. For anybody who's played Demon Souls as well the familiarity will be instant, the similarity striking, uh, it, down to the, the, the UI is almost identical there's a lot of shared uh, equipment names, although some of the effects are different. Uh, the structure of Demon's Souls is very different. Demon's Souls is a level-based game, all accessible from a central hub called the Nexus, whereas Dark Souls replaces that with this uh, pretty phenomenal uh, open and interconnected world. But there is a huge amount of similarities to the to the rhythm of the combat, uh, and as I said, the UI looks absolutely identical. Have any of you guys ever? played or completed Demon's Souls? I played the first level just uh, just for like a bit of a familiarisation because I'd never played a FromSoft game. Yeah, prior. Chris, I, have you I, I played it I before? completed Demon's Souls, yes. <laughs> oh, Demon's Souls. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. One of... There's only three people in the world, you know, completed it. me, Morpin, and Chris Atwell. Yeah, I, I thought I thought as much. I knew we were in some fairly esteemed company right now. So, Look at That's the size it. of yeah. his uh, ego. Microphone. Microphone. Just the one, yes. yeah. Big blue Yeti sitting on the desk. Uh, Miyazaki said that he wanted to create the hardest game it was possible to make. He wanted Dark Souls to be infinitely harder than Demon's Souls. He challenged the team to make literally the hardest game that you could ever hope to make, but he wanted it to be fair. He, he wanted that every single death you would know why you died and how you could not do the same thing uh, next time. Did he playtest that Taurus Demon fight and fallen off the bridge <laughs> one wonders? Uh, <laughs> More, more on that to come, but yeah, very much, very much a uh, a deliberate design philosophy to make this game absolutely uh, terribly difficult. Now, guys, very quickly because I know this is brief histories with it. Mad, you've never played Dark Souls. Why? There was a question posed, I think, by Essel thirty seven on the Discord. As you know, he said, "You guys are all, you know, you're pretty seasoned gamers. You're, you're well into your games. Why have none of you ever played Dark Souls?" 
That's why have you never played Dark Souls. So for me, it was pretty much because the whole culture around Dark Souls it became became this uh, rite of passage for uh, seems like young men, very young men, like uh, late teens to early twenties, gamer gators who. Uh, were yelling and, and loud on the internet talking about how they wanted people to leave their boobies in games alone and uh, they were proper <laughs> gamers nobody else were because they actually beaten dark souls and uh, it, it, it's the, the whole narrative about the whole culture that that seemed to be around dark souls just repelled me so much that i never even wanted to uh, consider playing it so that's mm. that's pretty much it for me there are so many other good games to play so n- nothing around not, nothing in in the whole um, ecosystem and narrative around Dark Souls ever uh, attracted me. Mm. Yeah, I would certainly recognise that, Jim. What about you? You've never played it. Yeah, similar. Were you ever, were you ever tempted? Similar to Mads, really. And I think, yeah, I think it was just that everything gets compared to Dark Souls, like it's the first game ever to be released. And and I think that <laughs> coupled with coupled with Mads as what Mads has said, it's just actively made me not want to play the game. And mm. Probably makes me sound like a bit of a bit of an idiot. I, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. If, if, if I'm not, don't want to sound like well, it's too popular. I don't want to play it. But do you know what I mean? It's it was that sort of that sort of mentality, really. I certainly get it. And what about you, Andy? Yeah, similar. I think it was a case that I didn't think it was good enough to play it, to be honest. And there was obviously a lot around it. it. I think they really played up to the difficulty of it. And I think I shied away from that. It was very different to any other games I'd played up until that point. So it wasn't... Um, it was kind of a, a fear of the unfamiliar, I guess. And I actually got confused. I thought it was Demon Souls, but I actually bought this. This was when I was living in France, which would have been 2010 mm. till 13. So I remember, so I must have got this, a copy of this um, at launch. So obviously knew nothing about it. Um, I must have played an hour at max, an hour and a half at max. I remember spending a lot of time doing the character creation and I got as far as I distinctly remembered it. I thought, obviously, in my head, it might have been further into the game. I literally made it up to out of the asylum to the Firelink Shrine through the viaduct where you come up the staircase into the undead burg yeah. and I was like I just do not understand this game I don't know what's happening mm. I don't know how to progress I where to go I don't know what this means <laughs> I don't know what that does and I was just so confused by it all I don't remember there being much by the way of any reference around at that point and I'm pretty mm. sure it was around about the same time that I had like Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and I was like do you know what I'm just going to go back to crashing cars into things because I know how to do that and I understand that so I went back mm. and just picked up some kind of trigger happy arcade game and I never came back to it and I, 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 that was kind of I, I, I just thought it wasn't for me the game I thought this is not the sort of game I'm interested in it's not what I want to play it's not what I look for in a game and mm. boy how wrong have I been about this because it's uh, it's turned out to be the exact opposite of that but uh, I'm a very different mm. person probably to what I was at that point in my life I think I'm more patient now which is I think is what is fairly critical with this game yeah I think the reviews at the time majored on the difficulty I mean it got really good reviews when it came out I mean nines tens um, Fabitu gave it a 37 out of 40. Edge gave it a 9 out of 10. So it got really good reviews. But gi- given given the legend and the you know the phenomenon that that it's become in the last 
13 years since it released 12 and a half years you know you would think that this kind of would have walked in and got tens and 100 percent across the board it didn't i mean it got very 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 good results but the, it, it, if you read all the reviews there's a pretty much all of them will talk about the difficulty euro gamer said you know this game initially you'll feel like it has a complete wanton disregard for your for your for your well-being you know it like it hates you the game yeah. um I think over time, and if you look back at some of them, the retrospectives, some of the better written retrospectives, and, you know, there is a lot of that stuff that Mads is talking about, you know, the whole you are nothing until you finish Dark Souls. And like Jim said, you know, it's almost like the Premier League, isn't it, in England? Yeah, yeah, you know, very football much so, began yeah. in Football began in 1993 when yeah. it clearly didn't, and gaming didn't begin in 2011 either. There were very, very many, very many, very difficult games which preceded Dark Souls. And Dark Souls was not the first difficult video game ever made, but it did release. What, you going to say something there, Matt? And it's not difficult. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that. It'll probably that. become <laughs> very, very difficult. It'll be funny to see what I say next time if I'm crying and saying, yeah. oh, this is too hard. But so far, it's not difficult. I mean, show me somebody who can uh, finish Dodan Pachi on a credit. That, that's uh, impressive. Yeah. This, 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 everybody can finish this. Well, there you go. Uh, but it did it did release at a time when video games were criticised a lot for hand-holding. You know, if you think of the likes of you know, the Batman Arkham Asylum game, the, the early Assassin's Creed games, you know, it was very much go here. Jim, you remember when we played Resident Evil 5, you mm. know, big arrows yeah, yeah. everywhere. This is where you need to go. You do not need to think your objective is here. Big glowing things on the map. This game doesn't have an in-game map. It doesn't have anything which will tell you what your objective is. It is obtuse, uh, and it's easy to see why some people, in, in when it came out in 2011, just didn't didn't get on with it. Over time, it has become lauded more for its world creation, and that seems to shine through. If you read retrospectives, they talk more about that stuff than than the difficulty. Which, you know, I think Morpin's been telling us for months that the difficulty of the game is overblown. Yep. I think it is a very difficult game, and we'll we'll talk about some of that, I'm sure, as we go through the next. A few episodes, yeah. But but for me, the creation of the world, you know, I'm much more interested in exploring and just seeing some of these incredible places that they've created. And as we get into the chat, you know, we'll talk about kind of the feeling of discovering shortcuts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to tell the listeners what this podcast is not going to be. We are not for Dark Souls experts. I can pretty much guarantee that nobody has watched lore videos. We are very aware of spoilers. It's very difficult with this game not to get to, to, to play it blind. You can't. There's so much discourse around it, and we're lucky that we've got a Discord server full of people who are very respectful of the fact that we've not played it, but also willing to help. It's, it's, it's impossible to play this game completely blind. There's all the stuff in game that will give you hints and there's a multitude of things out on the internet. But what you're not going to find here is people who know the pros and cons of every character class. We don't know who and what significance Solaire of uh, whatever his name is uh, has. What, what, what you will find with us is 
for genuine people who are playing this game for the first time and talking about our experiences as we go. We don't know the ins and outs of all the weapons. We're going to get names wrong. We're going to be things that we don't know. And if you're a Dark Souls veteran, you'll be screaming at your radio or whatever you're listening to this. Oh, they don't know anything. No, we don't. That, that's what part this of the is. Fun. You can just uh, laugh yeah. at yeah. us instead because we've only rung the first bell. So we are probably kind of stupid when it comes to this game right now. But you're going to get our Completely. impressions of getting to that point. Yes, and for those who enjoy listening to that kind of thing, you know, everyone played this game for the first time once, and even if you've played it 50 times, hopefully you'll take pleasure in in hearing us uh, swear our way and and bash our heads against the wall, and hopefully all find some enjoyment in it as well. So, without further ado, characters. The first thing you do in this game is is you have to create and name a character, Andy. What were your what What was your? Because again, the game doesn't tell you a huge amount about you know what each of the character classes mean. How did you approach the character creation? So I probably off the back of Hades, which is probably one of the big things that has kind of eased me into this in terms of how I approach games, how I engage with them and being maybe sometimes a wee bit more thoughtful about things I, off the back of that I was thinking right, when I've played, or I haven't really played games like this in the past but I thought what kind of suits my play style and uh, I think my, my, my sort of play style I think is generally I would describe it as controlled panic and so I think <laughs> it is trying to find something that allows you to button bash when the pressure is on and your you heart tell me, beat what's goes your day up. job again? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. No, we'll keep that one quiet. But this is the whole thing. It's just it's like there's such a disconnect between that where it's happening for real and it just doesn't bother me in the slightest. And then there's something like this where it's something on a screen. But geez, I mean, like my heart rate at times, um, I just lose all sense of um, control and just trying to get. So I was thinking, right, what can I do that minimizes the damage? So I thought probably. The two things is I like quite a fast character and I thought probably it's initially it might be good to have something that gives me a bit of range as well. So I knew that, uh, I think it was through the Discord group, which like I'd say, before we even start anything, I just want to give a shout out. We'll give it again at the end. But what a collection of guys we've got and mm. the, just in terms of the the advice that we're getting, how much help there's been. And there's, there's never, I think I've never had to wait longer than two minutes to have a question answered. So there's been yeah. so yeah. much good Brilliant. advice on on there um yeah. a few folk recommended the sorcerer as a good class to start with because you start off with the pyromancy spell and i was quite interested in that i thought it might be quite good to have a few sort of um fire spells to start the game with just to sort of before you get overly comfortable because i didn't think i was going to engage my big concern was engaging with the combat mechanics so i thought right if i can just kind of hang back a little bit and yeah. pick people off from a distance that's probably what i'm going to enjoy more than anything else so I went for that and that was quite actually a lengthy playthrough and that was probably the point at which I realised I was actually probably 90%, 95% of the time, I wasn't even, I was I was actually forgetting, and this comes back to my controlled panic playstyle. I was actually forgetting that I had this pyromancy in the first place and I was just, oh, I was just okay. using the battle axe that they come with as well. So I was yeah. like, um, so I think I kind of like, 
stumbled and fumbled my way to the, the to the initial stopping point and then had a bit of time. And I thought, do you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd actually really like to try it just with a sort of a pure kind of melee type character and, and just concentrate yeah. on the speed, concentrate on being able to get myself in and out of trouble, quick hits, that sort of stuff. So I went for a night class, which is the one that I've okay. done on the subsequent... I'm currently on my third build for a reason that we'll, <laughs> we'll get to in due course. But uh, both the second and the third have been a night class where I've kind of really prioritised a bit of speed and uh, fast attacks. So this website I've got in front of me here, which um, is just a generic website talking about Dark Souls character builds, there are absolutely hundreds of these kinds of websites. By the way, I've just chosen this one, which is dvsgaming.org. If you're listening to this, thank you very much. Uh, it says that knights are the tank. And that it's great for players that don't want to focus on dodging or magic and have patience to eat damage and slowly kill. Sorry, would I say knight or warrior? Warrior. I'm giving complete... Ah, yes, okay. Sorry. Well, warrior is warrior is, is the more um, the more all-round. The optimal choice for those who want a more aggressive play style does not, that does not care for miracles, spells or pyromancy. Yes, warrior it is. That's the warrior. Yeah. But the important yeah, thing here oh, that we, we were told early on by some guys on Discord was that what you pick as your starting class doesn't really make a no, huge difference because you can mold yeah. where you're going and what you like to do by just assigning the points when you level up, right? That's yeah. completely... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it probably dictates your first two or three hours of the game, yeah. I would say, because of the stats that you start with. But once you're beyond that, you can take it wherever you want it to go. Yeah, and I would also argue it maybe dictates your your enjoyment of the first few hours of the game as well, as to whether or not you mm. think you're, yeah. you're going to settle in and whether you think this is a game for you or not, whereas in reality, it's not going to have much impact. Yeah. Yep. And can you remember what starting items you... Because you get to choose... A, yeah, like so the first time around, I took one that I think... It was something that I think it said greatly restores your HP and something else. Yeah. I gave you sort of... It was like it's kind of like three big Estes flasks, and it was a complete waste of time. Um, there was a quite a few... Yeah, it lies yeah. to you. Yeah. Because it doesn't do that at all. Yeah. <laughs> what does and it I do? Used one, I used one by mistake straight away. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so I'm talking about something different. So you're talking about the goddess, goddess's blessing? That's the one, yep. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So apparently it fully restores HP and status segments, comes in three, but does not remove cares. Yes, but I thought, I thought this was the case that also... I thought that basically replenished every time you died... It doesn't. Yeah, you just no. It doesn't. No. Just three uses. Yeah. And that's it. So I was like, "That's great." Basically, I've, yeah, I've got three top ups every time I die. This is yeah, this is like a good bit of hand holding. Yeah. It, so I, I I used it three in quite quick succession, and I was like, um, <laughs> "Where are they? Why don't I have any more?" And I was like, "Bollocks! That is obviously it." So the subsequent two, I went with the master key, which I think is absolutely invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Souls eight. When the game, it even tells you that it's going to do something, and it doesn't. Who said this game was fair? Mm. Jim, what about you? What starting class did you roll? So I went, in the end, went with Warrior. I couldn't make my mind up between Pyromancer and Warrior. And then because they were saying on the the Discord that you can still go down the magic sort of avenue if you want to later in the game. So I was like, right, okay, I'll go with... uh, And I looked at the levels as well. I think Pyromancer started you off quite a low level, which terrified me. I've just been in a state of... Start you off a soul level one, doesn't it? Which has its benefits, but mm, yeah. So yeah, that pretty much... I've been in a state of fear ever since I started the game, to be honest. But yeah, so (laughs) yeah, I went with Warrior and uh, Lindsay Rohan... Lindsay Rohan. Lind- yeah. So what's that from? Uh, so Rohan from... Um, 
Lord of the uh, Rings. Lord of the, the Rings. The Lord, Lord of the Rings, of course it is. The writers of, yeah, the writers of Roharim. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you went a female, so you, you chose a female. And then obviously Lindsay Lohan, in it? So Lindsay Rohan. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan, ops. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Andy, what, what about your... You come up with some good names. Well, so initially it, I was just Porco McRosso, and then obviously oh, he nice. got retired fairly early on, and I thought, no, i basically go for somebody lighter, something speedier, and I thought needs an appropriate name for that so we had jink and jimmy to start with and uh, <laughs> jink and jimmy was the man he was just this uh little uh, little speed demon but then uh when i went on to when obviously when when jink and jimmy came unstuck and uh, did something irreversible that i was going to regret for i think probably for the rest of the playthrough i thought I, i'm just it's better to undo the damage sooner rather than later and so the third one came along which was his good friend from down the pub which is wee wiry willie Wiry Willy, Wee-wiry I like Wee-wiry it. I can see him running <laughs> around with his uh, stabbing away. Yeah, that's it. A wee Wiry Willy, he's 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 a good lad. Mm. <laughs> Bads, what about you? What starting class did you roll? I'm pretty sure I chose a knight. Um, yeah, I I, would, I wanted a melee class uh, fighter, and and uh, yeah, I think that would suit my my playstyle. And thinking about Dark Souls and looking at, at a little bit at it, it, it seems like I, I want to get up close and personal and wield a big sword. So yeah, uh, I, I, I like so that way you would have started with a broadsword and a big shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the I chose the master key shield, as well. Yeah. So uh, after that, then Dennis was ready to meet the world. Dennis. 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 <laughs> Dennis. Interesting that you the two of you chose the master key. Jim, what what starting gift did you choose? Oh, the same as Andy initially, with the you know the extra Goddess's health. blessing. Goddess's yeah. blessing blessing. You like I say yeah. used one by accident straight away. <laughs> uh, which yeah, and, and what a waste of time that was. Yeah, okay. The master and, key just uh, sounds yeah, so, so handy because you, you know you're going to be running around finding keys, lo- unlocking doors and accessing different areas. So if you had a master key, I was hoping I'd, I'd get lots of extra little pickups early on in the game because I, I could access uh, places that uh, I would normally have to yeah. go looking for a long time for a key to, to access. It opens up. I, I was so surprised you, by how many doors it opens. I had no idea. I just yeah, it doesn't open all, all doors. No, but it does open It does open a good number that we, yeah, it does. allows yeah. you to yeah, sort yeah, of... Yeah, you open the door, it's quite uh, satisfactory that it tells you open door with and then it says master key or some other That's key. That's it. Okay, up, right? right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that apparently if you start with the thief, if if you were to roll the thief, it comes with the master. Key. That's right. Okay. Yeah, um, mm. but it's well, it's well, it's regarded as the best of the um, the best of the starting gifts, really, uh, or, yeah. or that or twin humanities, which gives you two humanity, and we'll talk about humanity mm. in a bit as we go. I'm sure. Um, what we're not going to do here is just. I mean, we're going to kind of assume that people listening to this have some kind of basic level level of knowledge of what a Souls game is or does. So we're not going to kind of go through each kind of little bit in granular detail. But maybe we should um, should just uh, explain what little we do know right now. It'd be fun to yes, see how much will. of it we misunderstood. And we yeah, unless we get wrong. <laughs> well, we'll do that as we go, I'm sure. And then we'll, we will talk about humanity and our understanding of humanity, yep, yep. which is oh, which is probably wrong Yes, uh, in, a li- in a little while. Mm. Uh, so I rolled a Wanderer. Um, I wanted to so in, in when I played Demon Souls because I completed Demon Souls by the way <laughs> when I played uh, Demon Souls I kind of rolled a big heavy warrior type build and um, he did the fat the fat roll I don't know whether you guys have loaded yourself up on armor and yeah. seen the joy that is the fat roll in in this game yeah 
so, so that was me for pretty much the whole of Demon Souls until I got the endurance up where he could actually uh, roll with any kind of degree of usefulness. So I wanted to, I did, but I didn't want to go through to, for an absolute dex build here because I'm rubbish at time in the dodges, you know, and using the iframes. Like Aaron Morpin is amazing. If you ever watch any of his playthroughs, he's really, really good at dodging away from attacks. I'm not that good at it. Uh, certainly not yet. So I wanted to go to something with a little bit of a kind of a middle ground. So I chose the Wanderer, um, which starts with a uh, with with a with a scimitar, 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 yeah, uh, you know, scimitar like the curved sword. So that was mm-hmm. cool, and it came with like a light shield. Uh, I was a little bit worried, and I still am. Well, it doesn't really matter now because I've kind of taken it on myself. I think it was a bit of a kind of jack of all trades, master of none to some extent. It wasn't a kind of dex character but it wasn't a kind of heavy character either. Um, so maybe a little bit in between. I'm not sure I'd recommend it. Um, although they do have a reasonable start in magic stat of 11, which serves as a... So that's intelligence, not faith. So that's the attack in magic. Mm-hmm. Serves as like a nice platform if I want to kind of go into magic a little bit later. A lot of the, like, Jim's characters, I think, in the Knights, they start with like eight, which is a long way to go then if you want to get up to you know, a place where you can even use the most basic of magic. Mm-hmm. And for my starting gift, I chose one of the rings, the ring that is supposed to give you health regeneration, right? Uh, so this is the Tiny Beings ring. Um, so the description in game is boosts players' health as long as equipped. Now, I read that, and to be fair, this is not the game really lying to me. I read that as that it would regenerate my health. Seems as if it would um, just give you a bit extra give health, you, doesn't it? Like a one-shot yeah, extra health, yeah. And it doesn't even scale, so it gives you 10 extra hit points. <laughs> <God>. Wonderful. <laughs> useless. Yes. <laughs> Ab- absolutely useless. Should have gone with the Master Key, so, I should have gone with the Master Key, but I saw that as kind of cheat mode, so I didn't do it. So so I actually, yeah, even though I'm a knight, I'm I don't properly. wear armor anymore, so I don't do the federal. I, I've got this nice thief's uh, black leather outfit instead. Yeah, it, it I looks use really that good. Well. Then Dennis's bum. I mean, I <laughs> well, at least you cover your bums so you up, did... unlike some people. Not looking, not yeah, talking about I mean, anybody I'm, in particular. I'm playing this game, I'm looking at his bum all the time, so. Yeah. So you do the medium roll, right? So that's the one where there's three rolls. There's one which is a very fast roll. And if you're if you're under 25% of your equip limit, again, this is where wow. my understanding comes. My understanding is mm-hmm. if you're under 25% of your equip limit, then you'll do the really quick roll. Okay. That's right. If you're between 25 and 50%, you'll do the medium roll. And above 50, you'll do the fat roll. I'm so saying on 24.4% at the moment. I don't know so... Uh... Never knew that, uh, that that was a thing. And actually, I, I've chosen. I want to play all the way through this game without reading all of that nonsense because I want to just experience the game as is. I don't want to get into uh, min-maxing the the whole uh, system. I, I, I'm I'm doing a strength, dexterity, and endurance build, just sticking with that and the weapons I find along the way. I, I'm I'm not going to try to min-max the the stat system. But even your weapons you will just... have an impact on your on the weight that you're yeah. carrying. Does yes. yep. yeah, and your shield yep. yeah, yeah, and if you're carrying yeah, all yeah, of that second, stuff, if you're carrying a second weapon as well, even if it's not like yeah, you're, you know, it, as long as it's just like like equipped to like your D pad, that yep. still yeah. counts. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you got to be careful if you are. I mean, I've just picked up a ring just before we come on. Actually, that allow that increases my equip load by fifty percent. Mm. Um, and that makes a huge difference then because it means yeah. that I can now fast roll with all my black leather armor, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, 
the status oh. screen tells you kind of what your equip limit is. I, I actually I want to try to play through it without getting into all those details, those needless details, and yeah. then because I love this game so much, I'll probably play through it again, reading into all of the yeah. stats and trying to do it uh, <laughs> in a completely different way. Yeah, 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 and that's certainly possible. So the game starts with an opening cinematic. Uh, I really nice. I mean, this game doesn't have many cutscenes, but the cutscenes that are there are, I think, are really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt. Should we just mention which versions we're playing? I'm, I'm guessing you're playing the original. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm playing the original on PS3, mm-hmm. and I'm um, playing the in remaster. all of its thirty frames per second gr- glory. Thirty things, Thirty frames. Yeah. Yeah. Do you notice at all? Uh, no, I don't know any difference. Yeah. yeah. Most of the so time, you probably won't. Probably. No. Yeah. And what about you? Yeah, I'm on the remaster, playing it on my PC most of the time in widescreen and, and all that. It's uh, really nice. And uh, playing it on the Steam Deck when I'm at the cottage, and that works fine as well. Very nice. And Andy? Uh, PS4 remaster on the PS5 in my happy place. Lovely. Lovely. And Jimbo? Yeah, Steam Deck for me. Um, handheld and, and docked but I'm, I'm missing my PS5 to be honest I've got, for the PS5. guys that are playing it handheld how do you find it I think I'd really struggle playing it on quite a small screen just with no, I, I, I rely so much on kind of being able to really see things quite clearly to you know for things like for parries or docking uh, ducking uh, do- do- if I can speak properly dodging rolling etc um, I, I think I was quite spit it's okay is it yeah I find yeah, it alright it's perfectly I, fine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot closer to your face. Remember, if you're true enough, not that you play it like right up to your face, <laughs> but it's genu- genuinely closer to your eyes, isn't it? So I, I do prefer playing it on the PC. With I, I'm just playing it with an old Xbox 360 controller. Um, that that is my preferred way. And also, I have this uh, ultra wide screen. What is it? 34 inch ultra wide screen that it's curved. It's a beautiful way to to play the game. And then you have a really wide uh, viewing field. Um, but it works really, really well, uh, handheld mm. as well, and, and the Steam Deck is a beast for this. I mean, it, there's, it doesn't skip a frame; it just works. Oh, I've mm. had a couple of frame issues. Have you? I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Normally, okay. nor but every time you catch the lift up to the parish, the, ch- okay. the, the church where you go for the bells, mm. every time you get to the top of that lift, it'll it'll get a bit framey. Mm. Um, I've had a couple of yeah. crashes as well. How have you? Okay. Yeah. I've not had any. Yeah, not had any crashes. Yep. Um, yeah. One just when I was running across the bridge, just up from the blacksmith that's at the um, Andre, the blacksmith. I was just running, so nothing. Just running across that bridge, and it just crashed back to the title screen. And oh, wait. yeah. So thankfully, it wasn't doing anything critical, and mm-hmm. it has done something. It's uh, I've lost the connection to the online service a couple of times as well. Um, keeps okay. It other than that, it's been okay. But I mean, I've, that's quite a few hours I've put in, and that's sort of. I've like only had one or... crash, and that was uh, I, I just lost eight, nine thousand souls, and by accident, I rage quit it by pressing Alt F four, and then then it crashed. Uh, <laughs> ah, but you crashed. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all kept the online features on, right? Yes. Yep. Yes, but I, don't I love it. Any of them I really like because that. they're all nonsensical. Uh, not all of them. Okay, most of them are stupid. Like try to try to attack stuff, try to roll. Yeah, do a jump. Jump. Fat, fat guy ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah. yeah. Jump. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, some of them are quite informative, actually. Like, yeah, there's one in Darkroot Garden, which is yeah, very useful. Illusory wall ahead. Mm. That one. Yeah, yeah mm. there's a few. Um, that illusory the wall. You don't need to. You don't need to open it because you, you can just walk around it. I, I oh, is had that right? Fire for ages <laughs> before I figured out that Did it was you? an illusory wall there. Uh-huh. You can just walk around the edge. I just. Dude, yeah, the door frame is framed, isn't it? I just gave it a whack. Yeah. Are all the servers to. talking to one another? What do you mean? Like, so from the point of view that are we all seeing the same information? Yeah. Okay, okay. And is it possible that I we're so. in each other's games as well? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, it must be. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because yeah, like when that. you hear that, I absolutely love the you... thought of that. Yeah, mm. it's, yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? I, I really like that. Yeah, no, I wondered yeah, if perhaps if you know, like all the messages have been left. I, I was wondering if they were like on PlayStation servers, and I was, just, I was seeing maybe possibly different messages to what you guys were seeing. And yeah, stuff, no, just there is of, an item. Yeah. There is an item Could where um, you can use it to write your own messages as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've not used yeah. it yet. You get but, that from yeah. you get that from killing the merchant in the uh, underberg, don't you? He drops it. Don't know. Oh, is that what you're talking about? No, you've killed him. <laughs> I bought it. I bought <laughs> it from him. What, what happened to him afterwards is and that's a completely separate incident. But um, yes, I, I cleared him out before uh, before I before anything else happened. If indeed it did, bad man. If indeed it did. So after the opening cinematic, the game launches us into the Northern Undead Asylum. The Northern Undead Asylum. So there's got to be a southern one, right? Somewhere in the game, think that's so. a very good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. The guys on Discord have been teasing us, haven't they, about something that was um, like something that none of us have found yet in the Undead Asylum. I wonder if like there is a, another one linked to it or something. Yeah, don't know. Yeah, I would have been thought bugging so. me ever since the game started. That uh, we're in a we're in a uh, prison cell, and part of the opening cinematic is you get flung into this prison cell with a very imposing looking knight guy who shuts the the like ceiling hatch or whatever it is above us uh, and we're left to rot but no uh, Oscar of Astora comes and rescues us by giving us the dungeon cell key and cue the tutorial so the Northern Undead Asylum is really the tutorial area of the game the messages that are on the floor here are all developer messages Things like get your shield. There's one that says run when you first glimpse the uh, the asylum demon when you are unarmed. You start completely unarmed apart from a broken a broken sword. Uh, and really, this is just getting your bearings starting off. I mean, the game doesn't really tutorialize anything other than making you do stuff. Um, it makes you kind of guide you where to go, and in the end, you, you start to face some baddies, and you start to collect your your gear. Your starting gear will be accessible. Now, did anybody take on the asylum demon? I assume not. The first time you you when you run away from it and run I, through the door, I did the first few times because I didn't realize there was a door there. Yeah, he oh, killed okay. me when I was just running. Around, I was just running around. Like yeah, little arena it took me a few times to realize there was a door because the door's up in the top left corner, isn't it? And uh, I had such a hazy memory of it. I could think of it to myself. Like, do we have to beat this guy at this point? Is that why nobody else? Is that why people like <laughs> don't continue playing this game? But um, I soon realised that there was a door, and that was a better place to go for. Yeah. So is that bef- is that bef- after you light the first bonfire? 
Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. You, the the bonfire's literally outside that door, and then you walk in, and he he drops okay. into it. Yeah, so you would literally respawn outside him each time. Hmm. So I wonder if you if if you don't light the bonfire there, I wonder if you just quit back to the title screen, you die, and it's just game over, start again. Yeah, that would probably uh, fail. I don't know. Bonfire before you can even enter. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it makes you do it. So for anyone who doesn't know, the bonfires act as checkpoints, and they also act as places where you can refill your Estus flasks, which are the things that you use to heal. Um, they also make all the enemies, all the non-boss enemies in the area, respawn. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely, that. That's one of the features of all the Souls games, and pretty much all Souls-like games have some form of bonfire or some equivalent of a bonfire, which generally all do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, so on that, I I hate respawning enemies, and I've said that before yeah. on on many shows. But Me in too. this game, yeah. in this game, it's not a problem because all of the hard enemies they don't respawn, so you still feel like. No. There's progression because even though you you plow through twenty smaller enemies and you only get to kill one and then you die, you know that you you've got that one big enemy out of the way, so you you're one yeah. step further ahead now. So the, yeah, this game has, uh, I mean, there's a lot of hand holding. There's always a feeling of of progression because of the the many bonfires, the shortcuts, and this fact that the bigger enemies, the hard ones like the Dark Knights, we we meet early on. You only need to kill those guys once, and all the others are really after a short while just cannon fodder. And uh, oh, totally! Well, this quite, is it. This is one of the game's biggest hooks. <laughs> totally, yeah. This is it. Is it when you ultimately get to retrace your steps? Usually, once you've unlocked a shortcut later on, or you're a bit further along with some better equipment, some better skills, and you come back across these enemies that the first time you came across them, you were doing. You thought you were considering them to be a difficult encounter. Things I'm thinking of things like the. Are they the Hollow Knights, the ones that've got the, the real pointy swords, like the rapier type swords, the ones that are up mm. in the church? Um, mm. Yeah, so they're the Boulder Knights. Boulder Knights, yeah, I think. Yeah, oh, so yeah. basically, like, the first time you came across likes of those and stuff, you thought, "Oh, this is a whole new level here." I know you can yeah, see. I've got to pay attention. Now, yeah, exactly. And you still do to a point, but now, like when you're running around and they come running around the corner, or you come across them, so you're like, "Oh, this is yeah. going to be fun." Look at look what I've got now. Yeah. The ta- you know the the tables are turned, yeah. my friend. And uh, yeah, so it, it is nice to have that. It gives you a good idea of where you're. Where your progress is at. Am I the only one who's frozen? Uh, you're frozen for me, Andy. Back yeah. now. here anymore. I can hear uh, you all now. Back in the room. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah, you just dropped out for a sec. Yep. Just go go from what you were saying there about Andy. The tables are turned. If you just can't, if we just leave a pause and go from there, I'll kind of stitch it together. Sure. And it's when you come back across them and you think to yourself, right, my friend, the tables have turned and look at what I've got. I've got myself a shiny new katana now that will chop you down in one sh- one strike before you even get anywhere near me. <laughs> These sorts of things. And it just gives you, it just reminds you that you are making progress in the game, despite it not yeah. feeling like that at times. But the most satisfying Jim, stuff isn't when you meet somebody that you can now beat because you're stronger, but because you as a player has become better yeah. I mean yeah. I meet Dark Knights Black Knights now I'm, I'm not yeah. even, even afraid anymore I'm just oh, okay okay. I no. just need to lure him out into the open okay try to hit jump dash I mean it, yeah. it's it's so satisfactory when you when the mechanics really click and you feel like yeah. it's not a combat anymore it's a dance and you know the moves here and ah this is this kind of enemy I'm going to do like this and this and snap it's, it's, yeah. it's beautiful it's beautiful yeah. Jim you've been on the chat talking about a lack of progression or a lack of perceived progression yeah 
either do, do you recognize kind of what Andy and Mads are saying there about that sense that you know you always feel like you're progressing because you know, the harder enemies don't come back uh in a way yeah I kind of get where they're coming from I think the progression for me is like maybe get like a payback in terms of like a bit of story and stuff like that which you don't get in this um the 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 progression you get I think it comes from like when you do take that down that big enemy that big boss mm. so yeah I, I do I do get the that sense of it but for just I seem to have spent more time sort of banging my head against the brick wall at times than mm. um, than, than progressing yeah we'll get we'll get to points where I think those brick walls may may have happened yeah I mean I, I what I like about it is that I mean, the things when you get to a bonfire the things it's not you when you die you don't go back in time so if you've managed to collect so there's things like suicide runs yeah you know when we yeah. first get to filing shrine with the, with the graveyard there you know there are some really difficult enemies for that stage of the game with the equipment that we've got with the with the lack of skill that we have personally those enemies are really really difficult particularly those big skeletons and they'll kill you pretty quickly but if you you can do a couple of laps around that graveyard collect some pretty powerful equipment there i think there's a there's a decent ring and I think that's where I got my winged spear as well. It was that's where I got the, which I I'm still well and truly using as my go-to weapon now. You know, so I would just do a little run, try and get out. I didn't have any souls to lose. I'd let I'd be killed. I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I've got my weapons now. I won't go back in there for a while. Yeah, have, have you got spy hander in there as well? Away from enemies. <laughs> yeah, run, mate, I, I run away from enemies a lot. Mm. Oh my god, Chris, this, this is not the way, is it, Andy? This is. Not- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I have done my fair share of running away, but I usually just until I get them back on my own terms, and then I turn round and oh, yeah, take yeah. the one again. But no, I, I, I am far from adverse. I, I do like a good suicide run. It's um, particularly it's it's so interesting. I, I tend to find that I, I try to play the game in a quite a controlled manner, and you tend to find that you'll be making steady progress, steady progress, steady progress, and then you right often either you'll make a mistake or you come across an enemy that throws you off a little bit. And the panic sets in, and you're like, "Oh, but you just kind of you you just you, you just feel like you lose your composure." And it might be the case that you can see something over in the distance, or you know that you're just, you think there's possibly a bonfire there, or I just and yeah. you basically you just throw caution to the wind. You're just like it's effectively just like throwing your sword out and just sprinting. You're like, "Right, I'm gonna go off and find it. I'm I'm about to die, so let's get as much out of this as possible here." Mm. I don't think I've done yeah. any suicide runs because it's just not my play style. I. I uh, I like to be slow and methodical and clear out all of the enemies so that I can safely uh, progress. Yeah. So I have been running a lot, but that's when I get down to my last Estus flask and I have uh, five, six, seven thousand souls and I want to get back to a bonfire. <laughs> yes. So so when I meet some somebody who's too strong and I, I get scared, I, I put my tail behind my between my legs and run. But uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, we meet our first NPC here, the Elite Knight, uh, who will basically give us a quest. Doesn't he tells us? Or he tells us about the prophecy um, about all of the people who've gone on this pilgrimage. Yeah, Mads. We should probably say that we're dead. We are. We are undead. Yeah, we're, we're oh, just hollow. like a, a zombie walking around. Yeah, that's it. Which yeah, is a that, bit weird, and, and nobody really tells us the whole story about why why are zombies walking around the world. No, 
No, and this, this, yeah, I mean, storytelling in this game is obtuse to say the least. Mm. I mean, there is lots and lots of indirect storytelling here. All of the architecture tells a story. You know, every NPC, they don't say much, but what they do say is telling you a story. The enemies are telling us a story. <coughs> but you almost have to work just as hard as you do with the mechanics to, to figure out the story. Yeah. Uh, for anybody and and there is a huge amount of lore and there's lots of lore dives there's lots of youtube channels that go into the lore of this game and i will be doing exactly that once i've finished it i don't want anything about what's coming up spoiled um we don't know a huge amount at this stage about the lore um, but mads is absolutely right you know we are in an undead asylum now what i do know about this asylum is that this is where people who are dead but not yet hollow Perhaps. Go and they're bas- they're basically kept there so as not to infect the other people in the world who are living. They're basically just left there to rot until they till they become ho- hollow. So does that hollow? Does that mean dead? Because a lot of the NPCs talk about how oh, you're not fully hollow yet, or you're you. Is it is it not hollow. the other way around? Yeah, are you not hollowed and then you become undead? Um, no, no, no. Or no, is no. It, they're, they're all afraid or, that you will become hollow become if, okay. if hollowed if you get right. in harm's way. Yeah, okay. we, we the the blacksmith all the time says, "Well, we don't want you to go hollow." That's right. Yeah. yeah, and the soldiers that you're fighting here are called hollows. Yeah. Yes. True. So that, so basically, that is the fate that's awaiting you. So, so there's if, three stages if, of life: you can be alive, you can be undead, and you can be hollow, which is still some kind of alive because you're you're fighting. How do you actually die in this world? Is there a fourth stage that's called death? Well, I assume once you become hollow, then that's it, right? And that's why when you go to a bonfire, they come back because they're undead as well, like you are. So you need maybe. to. So, so there is no death in this. You can't die, actually. No. You, okay. But thankfully, the bosses can because they don't come yeah, back. Yeah, they don't mm. come back. Um, <laughs> and then, obviously, the humanity you can offer humanity to the bonfire, which yep. restores your, which reverses your hollow, doesn't it? Which you then become unhollow. And, and then you look therefore, human, actually. Uh, if you if you look yes, at yourself, you do, yeah. turn the camera around and watch yourself. You're you're quite ugly. You're undead. But uh, if you uh, consume, is it is it called consume one humanity? Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Then then you or look, use you look a lot more human. Yeah, and you can use your human. So you can pick up humanity. I mean, I, I'm still not really sure how this system works because you get that little counter in the corner, don't you? It tells you yeah. how many humanity you've got at a certain point. Yeah. So that kind of ticks up. So, that sometimes kind of increases without me actually using a humanity yeah, I've from seen that my well. inventory. So, so that I is think... from taking down a boss character, I think, or I think some yeah. of the mini bosses. I think that and, that ticks yeah. that up. I think the higher that number gets, could be wrong here, and if I am, I imagine there's someone shouting at me. The higher that number gets, the greater chance you've got of getting a um, a, a rarer drop from a from an enemy. That is definitely That's also right because right, if you yeah. go onto your not that uh, I'm sure Mads has spent a lot of time there. If you go onto your stats screen, I think the two of them are related. Is that over on the far right column? I think it's got one. I think it might have. Is it called item discovery or something? Yeah, that's yeah. And I think yeah, the two of them are tied together. I think so. Basically, like the higher, and I guess it's just kind of a whole risk or reward system, isn't it? Is it the yeah. more you pump into that, then the more chance you have got of finding the best items, which are going to help you yeah. out the most. And does it have? Does it help with your damage output? Does it reduce your damage? 
that you take as well, the more humanity. Yeah, I think I there's some think connection so, possibly between know, the two. I know yeah. you can't summon unless you're human. That's yeah. right. And you can't be invaded. So one of the things, one of the online... So basically all of the online elements of the game, being able to call either player characters or NPCs into your game or to invade somebody else's game or go and help somebody else, you can only do all of that stuff if you're human. So, or unhollowed. Human's probably not the right word, is it? If you're not hollow. Yeah. So you have to offer the humanity to the bonfire reverse the hollowing and then you can take advantage you know you can do some pvp stuff if you want to or you can go and do some co-op stuff mm. but you can't do that while because i think i spent 99.9 percent of the game hollowed oh for sure yeah yes yeah, yeah me too hollowed hollowed is is just the stage we're trying to to keep ourselves away from right undead. undead undead i'm gonna get this right but in this podcast <laughs> i'll get this right undead <laughs> Mm. Me too. And it, it I think is the called, only as time... you say, Chris, reverse hollowing. So we are hollowing, but we're just not hollow yet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only thing I've been using uh, the whole um, humanity thing for is to uh, to to get the NPCs to help me in, in, in a boss fight. Yeah, that was the only time. In Demon Souls, If the, the kind of equivalent in Demon Souls is... I forget what the, the kind of lingo was, but effectively when you were in your undead state... Your health bar was reduced by fifty percent. Okay. Blimey. Imagine that. Yep. In this game, um, but that's it. That is it. So that's how Mindstand have humanity. You can either pick up, and then you have humanity in your inventory, and sometimes you have twin humanities, which is basically two in one. I've actually wasted two lots of twin humanity by having them in my quick item. Oh no. And pressing square <laughs> when I wanted to use an Estus flask, but twice so i've consumed four humanity like that oh does that so and which is a complete waste. and does that fill you with fear so the fear that i've spoke about earlier was just using items because i might not be able to get them back or i'm using them in the wrong place or if i kill an enemy now it might have an impact further down the line that i can't get a drop and yeah oh man i mean yeah i think i think I, i'm with mads on this one i think is that um with the caveat being that I did start another save file more because I had time because I basically used an item incorrectly. But there's a few, I think there seems to be from the Discord chat, there's maybe a few key items or points at which you probably do want to do the right thing because it'll maybe, it'll probably make for a more enjoyable playthrough. But the rest of the time, I, I think we do just have to kind of take it as it comes. I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's very much yeah. as the game was designed to be. But I think it's unfortunate. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I will say is that when I did make that mistake is that having gone back in and looked at the menu and read the display or told the display and read the description of these items, it was actually there. It was just, it was written a little bit more obscurely than maybe yeah. what you're used to seeing in menu systems where it says, if you use mm. this, it will do that. It was saying that, but just not as directly. And so I, I think there is most of the information that you need to say, but I, I, what I like about it, and we've talked about this, it's just, it's, it's in many respects, it's 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 a lack of it's not a lack of respect. It, it's the amount of trust in some respects that this game puts in you as the player. Whereby, it's, yeah. it's very true to life in the sense that if you come across a lever or an object or something or a button and you don't know what it does, we're so it's so ingrained in us within games that we press it or we do it. Yeah. And you interact with that item because it's there, so it must be right that you do that. But 
you wouldn't do that in real life necessarily. If you come across mm-hmm. and you think, right, do you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to take this potion and see what happens, or I'm going to I've yeah. no idea what this big button does, but I'm going to press it and see what happens. You would try <laughs> and find out. So there is an element of that which I quite like. It, it puts a lot of responsibility on the player. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I, you can't go completely wrong. I mean, what you did, for example, was consume the fire keeper yeah. zone, right? That's uh, it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing the firekeeper soul gives you is one extra Estus flask, so it's probably not going to be five a- extra no, Estus flasks. It, it inc- no, it, 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 it increases the potency. Oh, sorry, yeah, on that one, that what that one bumps Estus up, flask. yeah. So you get a oh, bigger each, I, each I, time you take one. True, true. So the Estus flasks are a little bit more efficient, like ten percent more. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But still, I mean, the game would be completable. It's not as if it's not like back in the day in the eighties when we played the Shara Adventure games and you ate the apple that you're supposed to give to King Graham later on, and you broke the game. Well, I think as your health bar increases, I think it definitely does. It kind of almost like proportionately gives you more. Well, no, it doesn't scale. But I think if you didn't take, I think there are three or four firekeeper souls in the games, and if you didn't, if you didn't use any of them in the right way, mm. I think you'd find that you'd need three or four Estus flasks to end up filling your health bar. Okay. Yeah. So, so you would make the game a lot harder, but probably not unplayable right not unplayable I, definitely not I, but I, probably for me as on a first playthrough i thought that's probably pretty fundamental mm-hmm. to probably my enjoyment with the game it gives me the best choice of being able to make it to the next point without dying or you know progress as far yeah. as possible without dying so i i think our man pat may have overplayed it a little bit when he said it was critical that you don't use it i mean there are other fire there are other firekeeper souls in the games yeah uh, in the game you know, so I think, well, was it critical? Uh, I think he, he I may have read the tone of my question and realised that I was basically looking for an excuse to do another run with another character. <laughs> you uh, so it, yes, it, it is compulsory that you start over again. <laughs> so we get the Estus Flask from from the uh, Elite Knight NPC. This is the, the these are our means of healing. This is the first time we've seen those, and it's it's building us up here for the first boss. Um, it kind of is, and it isn't a boss. We end up back in the room. Oh, you see, you do glimpse the stray demon here yeah, as well, walking bars, around. Yeah. You can't, you can't get to it, but you can see it mm. through the bars. For any, for anyone who's gone back and faced that titan, I've uh, very quickly noped out of that boss battle. Yeah, I've not been back there yet, big time. Yeah, well, you will when yeah you wait until you you land on the uh, stray demon, but the asylum demon is the is the the blocker, the meat wall, the gatekeeper of the northern asylum. Uh, we go through a fog gate. Fog gates are a thing, like they were in Demon Souls, that are, that are a thing here. They tend to signify kind of moving either into a boss chamber mainly, but not all the time. Yeah. In the Undead Berg, there's a fog gate, which I was thinking, oh my God, yeah. there's a boss on the other side of this, and there just wasn't. Yeah. Jesus, which was uh, a little bit of a kind of, I don't know if it was a bait and switch or, or what. I don't know. It's just that, yeah, and you just come out into another part of the map, don't you? Um, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's down by like where the bridge is, where you've got the two archers firing down at you, I think it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the, when you get to that bit. So yeah. it's kind of almost kind of like the halfway point, I think, of the berg, the undead berg. Yeah. Um, but the Asylum Dealing, this, 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 the, the game teaches us one very important mechanic here because the game obviously doesn't really tell you much but it does teach you that if you strike whilst falling you will do critical damage uh, 
and in doing that to the asylum demon it takes away 50% of its health and I did die once to this uh, did you guys have any trouble? Yes. I died a few times yeah, yeah, yeah I died times. multiple yeah. times I'm sure yeah. yeah. Okay. I was still very much well, in my was, impatient button, bat, button bashing phase of life where I was uh, yes. panicking and getting it down to just a couple of occasions just about killing it and then trying to put in an extra hit and not paying yeah, much attention to it. the stamina meter, which all these things yeah. that uh, I just didn't understand and wasn't appreciating the mechanics. Yeah, yeah so we haven't talked yeah. about the, the, the whole stamina meter. I hadn't figured out what would use stamina yet. And it turns out that Blocking an attack uses stamina. Jumping uses stamina. Everything attacking does, uses yeah. stamina. And you have a light attack and a, and a heavy attack, and they mm. use different amounts of stamina. Definitely scaling with the different kinds of weapons you have as well. So you need to you yeah. need to be looking at that bar all the time. And that's what I did wrong. I, I was yeah. jumping from left to right to avoid the uh, the attacks. Yeah. And if you jump two, three, four times in a row in the beginning, I guess just three times really. You'd yeah. be standing still because you've got no more energy. Yeah, or you'd <laughs> then try to hit whack. and you just nothing would happen. You're like, why? And like you start whacking the button even more. You're like, why is he not hitting? And you're like, oh, that's because he's yes. not actually got, he's exhausted. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> well, it. Well, I, I, that didn't click this with so, me for the longest time. So I, I really didn't me, like yeah. the game at this point. I thought the mechanics were horrible. <laughs> yeah. And if you, and if you hold, and if you hold up your shield, like to try and yeah. defend from an increment attack, your your stamina will go up, it, but it will go up really slowly. Yeah, yeah, massively slows your recovery yeah. because if you don't do that, your stamina will recover fairly quickly. You've got you've got to be managing it the whole time. But yeah, if you've got your shield up, it will recover, but really, really slowly. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is a is a mistake that you know I. Uh, the mechanics are very, very similar to Demon Souls, if not identical. So, you know, I, I've, I went through this in Demon Souls where I would blindly just panic, just whack the heavy attack button every time. You know, you get two hits and your stamina meters, and then you can't defend, so yep. you're dead. Yep. Basically, I would be so holding up the, the shield manage. the entire time to, to protect myself as well, yep. and that's a mistake because, as you say, you need to put the shield away yep. to quickly regain stamina. It, yeah, it wasn't it. before somebody wrote that on Discord that I figured that out because yeah. I've been frantically holding that shield the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the game doesn't tell you, but if you do, because it, I mean, the, this is an example. All the bosses do it to some extent. They they kind of overwhelm you. You know, you've got this massive enemy in front of you, massive. This big health bar comes on the bottom of the screen. You've got this screen filling enemy in front of you, and the music tends to be choral, loud. Yeah. You know, big screaming music that built starts all of a sudden, and your natural reaction is, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I need, I need to get away." And it works. It's just uh, it's root one psychology. Yeah, it does. And you're yeah. Like, oh wait, one yeah, sec. Yeah, yeah, you just you think you're settled. You think you're good to go. Even like sometimes you'll pause before you go through the fog gate. Yeah. And I think right, just compose yourself here. Let's go. We'll take you know. We'll take it step by step. And you go in there, and it just it's like well, it's like what Mike Tyson says, isn't it? It's, everybody's got a plan until they get punched yeah. in the face, and it's and it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Is you go in there, and obviously, oh wait, no, I don't want this. Run, yeah. run, go on, what? Hit, hit. Yeah. I don't know. Run. And even when you know what to do, like you know, this, you know, I was all right with this one, but you know, later with the tourist demon and, and the gargoyles, you know, even when you know what to do, doing it at that moment. Part of the majesty of this game, I think, you know, and I, I, I definitely think it has its faults, but part of the majesty f- for me is everything has a consequence. Everything, you know, you you take a heavy hit rather than a light hit, it's got a consequence. You know, you've got to be ready for that consequence. You know, 
it's getting in one extra hit when you know it's the wrong thing to do. You know it is, but you know that one extra hit may kill the bad. Yeah. yeah. If you know it's the wrong thing to do, it is the wrong thing to do. You're going to get brutally punished. In a boss battle, you're probably dead. Yeah. Uh, but it's that. It's almost like a truth and a consequence thing, isn't it? Like you know what you should do, but sometimes you just can't help oh, totally. it. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that, the instincts that take to over. Get in one extra hit is probably what kills me nine times out of ten. Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. I'm it's me. a temptation. Yeah, I think I've got time, it's, and you I don't. Just, I just need to get one hit in. Yeah, and the reason you haven't done it previously is because your stamina bar doesn't have enough to put that extra hit in, or yes. yeah. you don't have the time. With, there's not enough time in the window for you to do it, etc. And you may have mm. spent however many minutes doing exactly that plan, and for some reason you think because it's that one, it, because it's going to kill him, that somehow it'll miraculously work on that final attempt. You're like, nope, yep. it didn't work on the first. It didn't work at the start of the fight. It didn't work in the middle of the fight, and it's not going to work if it's the last hit either. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mads, you you were nervous, trepidatious about the controls, and a few times you've mentioned the uh, attack buttons being mapped to the shoulder buttons. Yeah. Now that you've spent you know a dozen hours or however long you've spent with the game, how are you finding that now? Because you you couldn't get your head around how that could ever feel comfortable. No, I've I've definitely gotten used to it. I still feel it would be better to use two face buttons for it. It's not like uh, we couldn't have. I mean, if if my right bumper would have been uh, put the shield away instead of Y, for example, then I could have used Y for mm. a heavy attack and and so on. I mean, yeah. I, I would have preferred. I think having two of the face yeah. buttons being my light and heavy attack would have been easier on my on my hands when playing this. Mm. I like that holding the shield have... is is uh, is a bumper because. The bumpers yeah. are, are, you know, kind of buttons that you like to hold down for a while, or mm. they're good for like uh, shooting arrows as well because it feels right with the triggers and and all that. But for attacks, I would much much prefer two face buttons. Yeah, yeah. You guys got any views on that? How have you found it? Mm. I like shoulder buttons. Just I think probably from fighting games, you're usually used to having like your your heavy attacks. So you know probably your heavy punch and heavy kick on the shoulder buttons, and so. It feels quite natural. Okay. Um, also, the P, you know, obviously with, with using the DualSense controller, just I know I was banging on about it the last time, but it, I have to. I, I just love that controller. It's it's a really really nice controller to use. So I've never, I don't sort of, I've never consciously thought or felt that it needed to be an, another way around. But it's maybe just more kind of mm. what uh, the games I usually play are maybe better suited to the way it's mapped out. Yeah, yeah. Jim. Yeah, I've gotten used to it now. Um, no real issues with using the triggers. No real issues with like the the mapping of the controls. Issues maybe with how it controls in terms of the mechanics, but in terms of the actual the way that that, that it's all mapped to the controller. Yeah, no, I've got gotten used to that now. Uh, it took me a little while to find the first person aiming uh, for the for the boat. Yeah, it's yeah. not intuitive, is it? It's not intuitive yeah, no, at all. By accident. <laughs> yeah, I found yeah. it by accident. Yeah, yeah, along with everything else I mean, in that, this game, I think. Is, it's so typical of kind of, you know, there are the, the things which I don't think Dark Souls do well is definitely. I, I mean, I think the user experience at times is pretty terrible, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, equipping the bow is a nightmare. You know, you have to. Make sure you've got it selected. Then you have to put bows in your quiver. Then you have to make sure your shield is either unequipped or on your back. 
then you press another one button to hold it up and then you press another button to fire. So it's all good that they want to make a a hard game, but it should have, I mean, introducing you to the mechanics of actually using the different weapons should be tutorialized if you ask me. But of course, they yeah. shouldn't tutorialize. I mean, they shouldn't be hand-holding you and guiding you around the world. Let let it let us explore no. the world ourselves. They shouldn't tell you anything about the enemies. You should learn how to attack and, and defend yourself with yeah. all of the enemy types. But yeah. at least yeah. using the equipment would have been nice if, if that was tutorialized. The first time you pick up a bow, just show me this button does that, that button does this. Would have been nice. Yeah. yeah, and possibly just streamline the number of buttons you need to do it in the first place as well. Yeah, it's, um, yeah it's it's a bit convoluted. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I yeah, none of you, sorry, Chris, I was just going to say, none of you have played uh, like the Elder Scrolls games, have you? No. I haven't. So for me, like the Elder Scrolls games get a lot of, of sort of negative chat with regards to their, uh, their combat mechanics. If you drop into the third-person mode, the same as how it is in in Dark Souls, but it felt very much the same. And it's been a while since I've played an Elder Scrolls, so maybe I'm misremembering it. But it did feel very yeah. much like like the Elder Scrolls games. You've got your, your combat is stamina based, your magic, everything it, it impacts your stamina meter. It all felt very very Elder Scrolls. Mm. Did it? Mm. Yeah, a, a little bit heavier. Well, I was nothing's nothing's never new as I always like to say you know it's everything comes from somewhere so this yeah obviously was influenced by other games before it um so yeah it doesn't surprise me that that comes from from elsewhere I'm sure there's other examples as well Jim of what you're saying mm. um, but the whole the whole interface you know the way you bring up the inventory you know obviously there's no pause button and they've got to work their way around that mm. um but you bring up your inventory yeah, how many times have you guys died wondering why you're not attacking oh, when you're pressing and the button? And you've got the little bit open in the top right hand corner. Yeah. You've not you not closed the menu made. properly. Yes. Oh. You've not backed out of the yeah. menu. Yeah. Blimey. Press press yeah. E just once more to get all the way out of the menu. Yeah. yeah. I mean I've been face to face with a with a black knight, not knowing why he's not attacking, and I've been bloody with the Kerzer on the yeah. on the inventory. Yeah. Uh you know, and navigating the menus isn't much fun. I don't think you know it's all. You know, press square multiple times to get to different. Yeah. You know, there must be a, a more a sleeker way to do. Yeah, it especially if you're trying to compare stats on things as well. It's a really clunky way. Yeah, I think the, yeah. the only way I yeah. could see to make a direct comparison on things, if you're trying to choose between the two, was basically to equip both of them and then equip. yeah, and, it, and then go into the that one, yeah. one to see how it compares. Yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah. I, I spent way too much time kind of diving around in that, rooting around in that, trying to find something that should be I, fairly, it should be more accessible. And maybe I might. I don't know. I I hope. That stuff like that has been resolved in like Elden Ring, maybe Bloodborne and stuff like that. Yeah, possibly. But you, possibly. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> no, in yeah, these I mean, I think it's too much to expect quality of life stuff, you know, because these games just don't deal in that. But I, I you know, I'm not looking as Mad says. You know, I don't. I think this game does a wonderful job of leaving you just to find stuff on your own. You know, it doesn't teach you it. It teaches you a lot whilst not teaching you about the enemies because the enemies are all very readable. Mm. Um, so it doesn't take long, as you said, Andy, when you first meet the Boulder Knights. You know, you think, "Oh, this is a step up." Yeah. Four hours later, you know, you've got them absolutely down to a, you know, you you play with them really, 
uh, you know, almost the same with the Black Knight. But I think in terms of, you know, even things like the alluring skulls, you know, if it wasn't for people in the Discord, and okay, you could experiment a little bit, but, you know, I would, it's not descriptive enough. It doesn't, it, I need it to tell me a little bit more about what these things do. Yeah, because it comes back to what we were saying, it. where you don't, no. you, you're probably not given enough information to make a confident decision as to whether it's something critical to, whether you're just going to waste it. And it might be that might, you, yeah. you might only get two or three of them in the game and yeah. you've just yeah. completely wasted it. Or is this something that you're going to get regular drops off in which, in which case you can experiment a little bit and really kind of find out what it's for? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, you know, as we said earlier, everything has a consequence, right? So you are nervous about... Because you can't... There's no way of backing out and loading a save file. You know, the game is constantly saving. Uh, there was one thing, I think it was in the Edge, in Edge magazine, which said that you know, if you do make a mistake, like you, you aggro an NPC, which is very easy to do. Yeah, a couple of people have done it already. <laughs> And then imagine if you aggroed the crestfallen warrior by filing. Every time you spawn back to filing, you'd be attacked by someone who was way more powerful than you. Yeah, that is almost game breaking. Mm. Not quite. Yeah, and there are ways to redeem that. But if you did that by almost by accident, and then quickly reach for the power button to turn it off, <laughs> forget late. about it. Yep. It's done. Yep. Yep. You're not getting away with it. But of course, uh, and at that, our staging point, that uh, is there's the a way to get uh, get get absolution for yourself. Yeah, yeah, you would. I mean, yeah. that could be. I don't know how long it took you guys to reach the staging point, but I mean, it, I mean, that you're talking possibly into double figures of hours into the game before yeah, you would before you would know that. Yeah. And so, whether you'd persevere with it up until that point, I've no idea. Yeah. The next location then is Filing Shrine, and we get there by a uh, we escape or leave the asylum by uh, the crow. Uh, who picks us up, and we get lovely another lovely cutscene there of the journey from the Northern Undead Asylum to uh, Filing Shrine. Um, one day we can talk about, I'm sure, about all the lore here and what Filing is and why it was important in this in in this world. Um, but we are deposited there with a with a lovely little bit of music, which I think is. Notable. This game doesn't have a lot of music. The composer is Motoi Sakuraba, a very famous uh, composer, did the Golden Sun games, amongst many others. Uh, but but the Firelink Shrine music is like the Resident Evil save room, is it? Where you can hear it, it kind of builds as you get closer to it, and you know that is a safe zone. So unless you've aggroed an NPC, like the, the enemies will not come in to that little area around the bonfire there. So it's the one place in the game really where you know you're truly safe. Uh, and although the music is not, I wouldn't call it soothing, it does kind of signify... Ah, it's quite melancholic, but it's it's restful yeah. at the same you know, time. Filing, yeah, it's fine. Restful. Yeah, yeah. This serves as the central hub of the game. Uh, and, and from here, we have access to many, many areas, some of which I'm sure we've poked our heads in and either died quickly or realised that is not for this part. Um, but yeah, there's lots of shortcuts which I'm sure are going to lead back here. We've already uncovered one, uh, and it does serve as really the central the central hub of the world. Did you guys kind of immediately frolic around Firelink? Did you have a good 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 look around? 
Yep. Yeah. And then I headed down to the graveyard because I thought yep, that same. was probably where I was supposed to go. <laughs> same. Yeah. Had my ass handed to me numerous times and uh, almost put down the control and said, this game isn't for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. You would do at that I, point. I didn't, yeah. see, I didn't see those steps going up the side of the up the side oh, of the yeah, mountain. Obvious. And so I thought that's what that was where we had to go. Um, mm. and, and I was like, this it can't be. Like this can't be the start of the game. Surely not. Like I know it's supposedly tough, but come on. But it does come back to what I was saying about the my first play. I wonder if be, this is sort of stuff that happened. You know, if you knew that this game had a reputation for being difficult, and you made the mistake of heading off down that way, and that's the first thing that you're faced with, you'd be like, "This is what people are talking about. This is the, the difficulty of the game." And I've got mm-hmm. no interest in trying to get good enough to person what it'll take to to be able to take these guys on. And you can see, like, there must have been a lot of people who, in the first half hour, just switched it off. I would imagine uh, so many, um, so many. Yeah, I, I I was the opposite because I, I actually missed that whole area. I was about probably seven or eight hours into the game before I realised there was that, that path around the back <laughs> that went down to the cemetery. Because I knew that you'd said, Chris, that you'd picked up the mm. Zweihander and... Uh, yeah, the Zweihander's and in I was there, like, yeah. where is this stuff? And then it was only when I actually started to run away. And I'd been doing a lot of exploring around Farlink, but I just kept missing that path. Isn't that funny? Yeah, Mads? Just speaking about how many people actually stopped the game early on, not a lot. I was looking at the stats, uh, at least for the, I guess those are stats for the remastered version on Steam. Yeah. When I rang the bell, the first bell, over 70% of players uh, playing this game ring the first bell. And that's 10, okay, 12 yeah. hours into the game. And, and uh, at that yeah. point, the mechanics have clicked and uh, you either love it or hate it. Then you can, you can yeah. make a yeah. decision. But over we 70%. We didn't see the console oh, stats. Me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I reckon there was many that, I mean, those, yeah, I mean, you, you, the thing is, you're not meant to go into the graveyard. That is meant to be a meat wall at this point. That is not the critical pathway. Mm, yeah. But again, the game will not tell you that. Yeah. The only vague hint you've got is the crestfallen warrior who will tell you about these uh, two bells of awakening. He says, doesn't he, that there's one above and one below. Uh, and if you ring both of them, something will happen. And really, that's it. Yep. That's... All you've got to go on, yeah. and it's probably worth yeah. saying if, like, if you are online, you can hear that bell ringing, and that is other players the on the not server. From, not, not from there though, can yeah, you? Yeah, you, you can. can't hear that in yeah, filing, you can. can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can hear the can bell you? ringing from filing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I've heard it from filing. Yeah. So, was this peak frustration then for you guys, Mads? Was this is this the point? Because I know your initial. You know, you're, I was watching that weekend when you first started playing it. I was watching the messages come in, and I was thinking, "Oh God, Mads really does hate it." Uh, was this the point where you thought, "I can't do it"? I, I never got to the point where I thought I couldn't do it, but uh, I, I did have some frustration in the beginning. Also, I kind of played a role that I knew I, I needed to play on Discord, so <laughs> I was just having a bit of fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely got frustrated when I got to this point, and. I wasn't enjoying the mechanics yet because lots of this stuff just hadn't clicked with me yet. And I thought that I had to go through that graveyard because I hadn't seen the other path like Jim at all. So, um, mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. This was peak frustration for me. As soon as I then went up there to Undeadburg, that's when the game began to click with me. And you meet a lot of the easier enemies. You start to figure out the patterns. And and, and yeah. you get to the what I love about this game, which is the exploration and the feeling yeah. of yeah. Uh, that there's something at stake when you're exploring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. The bit that I didn't find a fire link immediately was the bit you can take the stairs down. Yeah, I, I only um, found that a hmm. lot later, and I had to ask somebody because I, I couldn't find it. So that's where you give the there's a mute lady in the yeah, prison yes. cell. That's and she is the one who upgrades your Estus flask if you give her the firekeeper soul. That's I, right, I, I knew yeah. I had that firekeeper soul, and, and some guys have been talking about that you needed to use that. And I was running around yeah. everywhere in fire link. I never <laughs> saw those stairs. Yeah, yeah. And if you rescued Lautrec in the Undead Parish, yeah. don't know whether yes, you guys I did. Yeah, that's where yeah, he goes as well. There. He sits down there. He yeah. goes down there. What's yeah. with that evil grin? I mean, we rescue him and he keeps <laughs> just saying stuff and then ha ha ha. I know they've all got these yeah. creepy laughs. Yeah. Yeah. They? Every, every single NPC just kind of does this weird laugh at you. Mm. Yeah, it's really unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. I've not met many people who I'd be trusting in this world yet. That's for sure. No, no, absolutely. The other NPC that's around here is the priest guy. I forget his name now. Oh yeah, the, the uh, big guy. Yeah, mm. he. He offers you. You can join the uh, the Way of the White Covenant. I've got no idea what that Which, mechanic is. I think I joined him because it, yeah, I was like, cool. I joined like, him. It's, it's, I like, did. it's like his first invite. I was like, well, I don't have any other plans. Sure, I'll join you. Yeah, cool. sure. <laughs> and then he offers you to to do a mission, doesn't he? And I stupidly, I said, yep. I said no by mistake. And now, whenever yep, I well, yeah, so you can't you can't do it anyway because oh, okay. you can only accept it if you've demonstrated your faith. Mm. And I think the way you do that is by using miracles. So it's by casting the ah. the white magic. Oh, which okay, okay, okay. My my faith stat is is my lowest of all my stats. So that's not something I'll be doing on on this playthrough at all. No. Uh, I kind of regret saying that I would join his covenant now. I hope there is a way. You can change it. You can change it at bonfires. Yeah, yeah. There is an so option for it. There's an option to yeah. change change covenant. I just we, ha- we yeah. haven't met. We haven't been asked to join another one yet. But there is the option. Ah. So cause I, right away, I thought actually I'm, I'm not a massive fan of him. I'll just leave. And then when you go into it, it only comes <laughs> up with a uh, way of white or something on the bit that yeah you could basically ch- you can you can change your allegiances as as much as you like. I believe. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll be doing that thing because I did. I didn't like the fact that after I joined him and I realised because I can't. He offered. He sells you miracles, doesn't he? he which does. I can't use. Yeah, I bought so a healing like, one, and I don't know how to use it. Yeah. So you need it. You need a talisman as your weapon, mm. but you need to have a high enough faith stat. Which, given the character you've rolled, Jim, I think unless you're a cleric in this early game, you wouldn't be able to do it. Okay. Mm. Which is a bit of a shame. Um, but the critical path, though, is up those steps uh, into the aqueduct, and you get to that fork where there's a rat on your left. He poisoned rats. rats. <laughs> and, and that takes away, like, uh, at that early stage, four or five Estes flask worth of health. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's grim. Yep. That is that's back to the back to the bonfire you go. Yep. Oh, we should say about that bonfire in Firelink is if you rest there, it will restore. It will give you ten Estus flasks. Uh, so you and that's because there's a fire. No, that's because there's a firekeeper there. Oh, okay. So any bonfires in the game that have a firekeeper mm. present at them, okay. um, they will give you they, ah. because I think the idea is that they're already kindled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're being so of course you, you can kindle any bonfire by using one humanity on it. And I mean, yeah, I, well, I kindle the one you, with the uh, close to the blacksmith because I've been using that uh, as my yeah, yeah, base yeah. of operations for a long I, time. 
I've kindled every bloody bonfire at the moment. I'm going through humanity like it's no like it's going oh, out. Oh no! So no. If, if you trees store right now. If you kindle a bonfire, it will then and then it will then subsequently give you ten, uh, ten. ten esters flasks. Ten esters flasks. Yes. Yeah. But that's yeah. that that that's permanent from that point onwards. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Bonfire, you only yes. kindle it once, and yeah. I haven't I haven't kindled a single other bonfire. Oh. You're choking. No. I didn't realize. I, Not even that main one in the berg, the one that serves as the center point no. of. I like. I've I've been going back to Farling Shrine every time God. to get to get ten to get ten <laughs> I didn't mean. Oh Jesus! Yeah, information that would have been useful I, yesterday. Is me thinking that you. Were, I thought you'd taken this to this game like a doctor Water. With some parts, yeah, but others like completely over my head. I I don't understand like, the fact by the virtue of the fact I keep saying hollowed rather than the dead. It's like I, I've there's there's parts that they're still completely lost on me. That being one of them. So I knew that it basically. I knew that basically, if you kindled, that you got the ten flasks at that point. But I thought that was. I thought that no, was just for that permanence, right? I thought that was just for that life. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. no, it's permanent. Ah, I wondered if it was maybe like yeah. say once you got yourself to a point, and then you wanted to go and take on a boss. You'd think right, I kind of I've got all my ducks in a row now. I'll kindle it, get ten flasks, and I'll go and do it. Mm. But that's now a permanent. That's it's ah, oh, this is a game changer. It is. <laughs> mm. There you go. Yeah. You must have loads of humanity in your inventory then. About f- uh, 14 or 15, I think. Have you really? 15? That is a lot. <laughs> is it? Blimey. Okay. Yeah. Is it in quite... I've got like three. Okay. <laughs> All right. okay. But is it... What you... Who who gives you humanity then? Where do you get that? Boss so drops. Find you it, can... Find it on corpses and uh, get yeah. it from rats. Bosses, yeah. So you do just Rat... get random drops and... Yeah. Yeah. It's a common drop from rats. I think rat, rats, rats have been feeding okay. on the corpses. Yeah. Okay. So I think the idea is they've, they've eaten the humanity. <laughs> so... They're a very common drop from rats I, in the game. But you get, always get one or a twin from bosses. Okay. I had a random oh. enemy spawn in the parish as well. That I've only seen it once. I caught the lift, went up, ran across. You know, if you go straight across, then you get that bridge down to where the uh, um, uh, the, the weaponsmith is. I had a, yeah. I had a um, Just on the left of that, there's like a... I don't know what it is, like an altar or something. And I had a random enemy spawn there that gave me a, a humanity. I've only seen it once. The one in front of know. the firekeeper's soul. Uh, so you come well, up like a black knight? No, no. You, so you get the lift from the firelink shrine. You come up. Yeah. And you, if you run across on the right, you've got the Chandler... Who's firing yeah, yeah, down the, the yeah. down the blue bolts yeah. at you. Once he's dead, he's obviously yeah. gone, but... If you get the lift and go straight across on the left, yeah. sort of in line with the channeler, there's like an altar or something on the yeah, left. That's a, yeah, there's like and, a knight guarding had, the firekeeper's soul. Yeah. But once you kill him, he's gone. Yep. Yeah, that's a mini yeah. boss. Yeah. But, that's like a black yeah, knight. But yeah, but after he was dead, I'm saying, I had like another little, th- I don't know what it was, just like a random little thing that had spawned. I've only seen it once, and that dropped to humanity. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That's, that's a crystal lizard. Oh, ah, yeah. Yeah. Seen a few uh, of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, are you, have you guys come across crystal lizards yet? No, if you kill them, Mad you get you timelight uh, shards. Yeah, 
Uh, so yeah, I'd yeah. seen one in the on the way down to the uh, root garden. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, so they're the, they're the ones that yeah, obviously like part. turtles with like a glowing shell on their backs. Yes. Uh, yeah, right, the little okay, yeah. yeah look like little tiny kind of turtles or or yeah little lizards yeah. that are like little geckos that scurry away. At some point, now, I find, found in, one by uh, destroying a barrel, and that kind of annoyed me because now I'm gonna have to go through the game destroying every single barrel I see. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they. I. I don't know. In Demon Souls, if you didn't kill them, they would come back. But I've actually not seen one in sixteen hours of Dark Souls. I've not. They seen do one keep one. respawning. So the one that was, uh, I never managed to catch the one that's done in the Dark Root Basin. But every time I came down that same path, that's until right, I yeah. un- until, until I eventually did catch it and kill it, it, it always reappeared. Yeah. Yeah, and well. they will give you some kind of rare upgrade material yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, that that's what it is. So where was that, Jim? I must make a note. That, so that was in that the was in, in the church, in the church in the yeah, opposite where the channeler is up on that top floor. But this this was down on the on the on the floor that you start off on the left. Well, so you get the lift and yeah. it's on that floor. So oh, yeah. nice one. Good spot. Yeah. Did you guys pick up the binoculars from the graveyard in Firelink Shrine? Eventually, yeah. I haven't used it yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, they're pretty cool. Hmm? No. Yeah, they allow you to uh, look at some of the lovely views and look at all of the lovely places that you might be able to visit one day. Do you need to oh, equip yeah, it nice. as a weapon or can you just go into the inventory and say use? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So if you, if you equip it to one of your quick slots yeah. on your items... Okay just cycle through and then and then use it yeah you can't zoom in or anything it's of limited use but it's quite a nice little novelty Mm. when you first get it did you know just go on that did you know there was a zoom button with the uh with a bow as well if you're in first person no no so yes if you're in first person you've brought up the crosshairs if you press up on the d-pad you'll get a little bit of zoom Ah. On the D-pad, not the thumbstick? Up on the D-pad, you'll get a little bit of zoom. Ah, top tip. Nice one. Thank you. I find it's just like the controls are just so imprecise, aren't they, when you're in first person with the bow? Yeah. I'm trying to just do minute movements. I just can't do it. Yeah. So I just... And you Never feel, used the you bow. feel massively exposed as well in this game whilst you're yeah. using that mode. Yeah, I've used so the bow exposed. quite a bit, to be honest. Especially at this bit that we're yeah. coming up to now. Yeah, that bit in the Undead Berg when you've got the things on the roof. Yeah, where you cross the bridge and then and they come out fire bombs you. At you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you'd, you would, you're not going to do that. I did that the first time I went through there. I took those guys out with the bow. Every time. But I did it every uh, time. Did you? I must have been really? through that place already about a hundred times. Oh, oh easily. Yeah, I did it yeah, every time. Do it Just every sprint time. across the bridge. Uh, uh, yes, Just sprint across the bridge. Yeah. Across then the you bridge, get into that room. There, and then run up to the roof. Strong, sprint across the bridge and strong attack as you come into that room. And the guy, the guy yeah, basically, run, the guy safe. basically runs onto your sword. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's it. Mm. But every now and again. Just from random timing of those fire bombs, I'll die. Yeah, there. yeah, totally. Really? Yeah, yeah, Even yeah, yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. It could be any combination yeah. of events. The guy blocks your attack. You jump back. You get hit by a fireball. He stabs you. Yeah. that's it. You're stun locked and you're yeah. dead. But if yeah. you run across that bridge, you're never hit. No, only if, I, if you I, stand I, still I too early. You need to go all the way through the door and then put up your shield so you can stay there. Then you never get hit. Yeah. I reckon one in 20. So really? earlier on, when I was okay. just before we jumped on, I defeated the um, Havel. Oh, yes. Um, oh, you did. And on my on my way to him, I'd, I'd 6,000 souls were at the top of, in that little 
watchtower yes. where Havel, where the door for Havel, I made sure that my souls are always accessible. Mm. 6,000 souls were waiting there. I died on that bridge. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And it was. I got hit by a firebomb, stun locked. Two attacks later, I was yeah, dead. Yeah, you can't believe it. You're like, you, you do have to pause for a few seconds afterwards and you think, I can't believe this just happened. How have I yeah. let this happen? Yeah. And the consequence... And I, I was being careless, and maybe I was being a bit silly. Maybe I didn't run full pelt into the room. You know, if you're complacent in this game, and this is, again, one of the, the majesty of it, it's that what you were saying earlier, Mads, that exploring with, with threat and consequences, mm. that if you switch off, if you get complacent for one minute, even the most simple hollow, like that run up to the aqueduct from Firelink, where there's the guy with the firebombs on top of the hill, yeah. like... If you just switch off, or you just get a little bit, you know, a little bit complacent, you'll die. Yeah, even the, those tiny undead with just a bone in their hand, they can go into this state yeah. where they, in a frenzy, hit you five times in a row. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you just run into that with no sword, no spear, uh, well, sorry, shield up or anything like that, yeah. you can get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this. Yeah. A- I'm fighting two or three at once. Is oh. you know you've you've got to know what you're doing, yeah. and if you yeah. find yourself attack from behind and attack from the front. Any combination of enemies will kill yeah, you. Yeah, that bit where you go up the stairs in the parish again. Again, this is where that Chandler is. And then just before you get to him, then there's loads of those like little, they're all like yeah, low like level. Eight or 10 of them. Yeah, yeah, but there's loads God. of them that run at you. That's so much fun, that though. Just just kind of kiting them into that corridor yeah. with a spear. I mean, you can take out three, four, maybe, I think I took out five at once. At the, one spear, the spear would be ideal for that part, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the spear comes in handy in uh, many places. Thinking about exploring, then, I mean, we're not, I'm not going to go beat for beat through the Undead Burg and the Undead Parish, but they're very large areas that are full of items and enemies and uh, lots of undead souls lying around. You you like the exploring parts of the game, Mads? Is this is this is this the bit kind of going into the Berg where you actually started to think? Mm, I quite like this. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and uh, even more so after the Taurus uh, demon, because then the world yeah. really opens up, and uh, yeah, you open those uh, shortcuts, and you figure out that there's a, there's actually very many bonfires in this game, so you always uh, get some progression and many many bosses mm. as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. How did we find the Taurus demon, Jim? I know that you. This was a bit of a kind of the first wall for you. Yeah, much frustration. Yeah, massively frustrating. Um, <laughs> so I had I had two walls really in this this playthrough, this part of the playthrough, the Taurus Demon, and then the run to the Taurus Demon because like I was saying, you, you just crossing that bridge, I'd get I'd get caught up randomly. I'd get across it one time, and then the next time I'd get hit by a firebomb and and I'd be dead. Um, so yeah, the the tour, and then when I eventually did get to the Taurus Demon, and then the, that first time, that first time that I got up there, so you run out there onto that bridge, and then you start getting pelters with arrows because there's a couple of yeah, guys no. behind you yeah. that I knew nothing yeah. about. So they've, but that's the game's way of telling you that that is a thing you can go yeah, up there. So obviously, like then next time you you go up there, deal with them first, and then you realise you can do your mm. drop, and so. Mm. Then you kind of realise, okay, I'll do that. I've got to get to the... Because he follows you, doesn't he? So you've got to get to the other end, get him to follow you. Then you've got to get past him 
get back up there and do it and do it again. Repeat, rinse and repeat. So I kind so of figured out. Maybe you can say cheat. I don't that, know. I think that that's, is the, I think that's that a legit is, tactic, isn't it? <laughs> that is the th- yeah, yeah. like the Taurus demon looks yeah. he looks up at you when you're up on that mm. and, and gives you, you a, wait long he gives enough, you a good you, amount you of time up. to drop down doesn't he yeah, yeah. He what, what does he do um, if you wait out of interest he, he jumps, jumps up. does he oh bollocks yeah, to that yeah yeah oh yeah. no I, I, I was yeah. watching his face and thinking right you, you, you got something coming your way my friend and it was always quite satisfying yeah. but I, I didn't realise he could actually come up there oh that's not so good mm. yeah, yeah yeah he'll he'll jump up you need to make sure that you run right to the other end of the bridge as well because if you don't he'll get you before oh, I was doing the opposite yeah. I, I yeah. would drop off stab him and then roll between his legs and round the side and then just back up the ladder he would occasionally oh my occasionally, god yeah that occasionally he would have me. even right. if he hit you there was time it didn't do enough damage once you got to yeah. the top you could take an Estes flask and just do that but I, I never went beyond the like the bottom step it was just like you, you would drop on him and then like say yeah really? just roll back up and then up again I, I didn't think to take him away and then back again mm. I was taking him right to the other end of the bridge, ah, okay. and then and then legging it, legging it back. And I think once once there was something in the Discord. I think Essel had said, "Remember to mad, remember what you learned from the first fight." Yep. I died about four or five times, and I was thinking, "There's just not enough room. I'm doing something wrong." Mm. I kept falling off, and then I just remember what he said, and I thought, "Oh yeah." Mm. I remember, I know now. And I think like the second time, once he got me on the ladder and killed me, but I think the second time then I I, I did it. Yeah. So I, I almost uh, you restarted had diff- the game You had a different experience here. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, tell us what happened. Yeah, I almost restarted the game at this point because I, I met the Taurus demon once, tried to fight it. Uh, it didn't click with me that I had to do the jump attack or the plunge attack. So tried to fight it on the bridge, died, met him again got him to run towards me, jumped under his legs and started running away. And when I turned around, he was gone. (laughs) I didn't even see it, but he fell off the bridge. I love that. I would take that. I I won the fight. I got got the prize. I got the the souls, uh, 10,000 souls, I think you get for the Taurus demon and 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 everything was good. But I didn't feel like I earned it. So I almost restarted the game because that that was just... Very, very, very annoying and not very satisfying. <laughs> no. Oh, I think you you, no, you take the wins in this game you and you get it. them, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. It will pay you back I know what you mean, on. though. Don't worry about that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know what, though? There, there is a lot of jank in this game. I mean, for a game that's lauded for its the majesty and the, the purity of its mechanics, you know... You know, the amount of times I've been hit through a wall. Yeah. One of the Black Knights I completely cheesed by he was stuck behind a wall and I could hit him through the wall. So <laughs> I just wailed away until okay. he died. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. I quite like and some of these what, aspects. Is, it gives you hope that if you can't do it the proper way, that there may be some other way of a, a doing way of it. By, uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. You know, the the, the, the stray demon got caught when I met him as well uh, the other night. He got caught in, in something in the environment. He was just standing in the same place. So if I had uh, arrows enough, I could have killed him like that. Oh, oh my okay. god, and yeah. that's a tough fight as well. I do find something yeah. in the mechanics. There's some of them just aren't quite reliable. Now I know, like the kick, for example, that that is purely all down yeah. on. Pl- it feels like it's purely all down on player timing. So most of the time, I'm getting it now. But I just can't do it though. Can you not? I, but like, no. I mean, one in ten. I really? Reckon. Once you get it though, once mm. you get it, you you do get it. It's it's the stuff like 
the stab from the back. I cannot get that. And there's I'm really struggling with backstabs, I, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you cannot do. Like, there's the Black Knight, the first one that you find where he's down that little tunnel, I kept creeping up to him, and I was right, right as close as you can get, not touching any other button. R1, sh- nothing. I just do a normal yeah, swipe, and then my sword the hits the well. wall. I was wondering, yeah. how do you do the backstab? That is how you do it. What, at all? Just in regular combat? Yeah, it, it never works for me. He just hits them. Yeah. Even though I'm, so I'm Donnie- right behind them. Donnie gave a hint really early on about the backstab because I think Essel, who's played this game a few times, was saying he's struggling with it. So Heavy Metal Don gave a hint that if you just kind of pause, so if as you're moving around the back, if you just pause for a beat before hitting the attack button, it's kind of like the registers that you're behind. Like if you attack almost while moving, Mm. it won't work. Okay. But if you move to the back and just stop moving just for a fraction of a second and then attack, okay. I mean, I reckon, yeah, I've n- I don't struggle with the backstab. And can you do it uh, on all enemies? It almost never happens. Uh, you can certainly do it on all humanoid enemies. So I think you can't do it on bosses, and I think it might be that if you can parry them, you can backstab them. I think that's about right, and okay. you can only parry humanoid characters that are one size bigger than you. Okay. okay. So, for for instance, like the moss-covered knight's gym oh, God. that we've met in Darkroot Garden, <sighs> yeah. they're too big to parry or backstab. Mm. Okay. Uh, but okay. the black knights and Havel and any other humanoids that are just a little bit bigger, you can backstab and uh, and parry. Okay. Right. But the trying to parry Havel would be dangerous. He he can kill me in one hit. Yeah, unless you're unless you're parry what what do you call parry power over there in the corner, Andy, who managed power. to successfully <laughs> parry him five consecutive times wow. to kill him. Four, but I think that was after goodness knows how many attempts that was. But it's uh, mm-hmm. just because I, that must have felt pretty spectacular. Oh, I felt amazing. It was like pro, it is one of my probably top three moments of my playtime so far and the satisfaction from that but it was a lot of attempts and I think it's just I think this is kind of true of the game in general I I think this is what's so nice about it is that we're all finding our own way to get through the game it's that I am really struggling to if, if I was probably to take him on just in continuous combat I don't think I would get to the end of the fight because like I say I, I still struggle with the patience yeah. whereas for me the way that probably my ability is my mindset works is that I find it easier to die multiple times with the hope of getting four consecutive parries than what I do yeah. to kind of to, to dodge and dodge and dodge and dodge and chip away at them because I, I eventually I, I keep getting impatient whereas I'm like instead if I do that I just try to find the most efficient way of doing it I think right if I can get if I can yeah. get four perfectly timed parries he's dead and so they're like right that's my plan that's what I'll work towards and it's just there's so many it's just probably out of a lot of the games that we've played, there's just so many different routes you can take in this game. And we're all finding our own style, which is the cool thing about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the the combat, there's so, there's so much that I just, it's just so satisfying. You know, when when you nail a parry, like the yeah, sound, like, you know, you get the right, kind of yeah, echo, and, then, and, then, and, then, and it just slows oh, down it? for just a fraction yeah. to do the repost, yeah. and you get that, awesome sound like a diff as he plunges in the and the damage is massive as well i mean it it is worthwhile doing yeah critical for the the amount of damage you do 
Yeah, but, but, but it's because there's so much threat to every enemy that you know, Mads, you know, you were saying about, you know, the enemies respawn at bonfires and there was issues about, you know, they taking them on again and again, but when the combat is this good and this satisfying, the moment to moment gameplay is of the regular enemies, I have issues with the bosses. Um but the regular enemies, just the satisfaction of, uh, for me, after 60 hours of Demons now and 16 hours of Dark Souls, it just doesn't get old. Yeah, I love the regular enemies. I love the uh, mini-bosses. The bosses are hit and miss so far. Yeah, yeah. so far. Mm. Yeah, completely yeah, agree. Yeah, I agree with that yeah. as well. Jim, what about you with the combat? I mean, you know, you've spent now a dozen hours, however long you've spent. I know you had issues with it. Is it is it starting to click, or are you still kind of? Is it still? I heard you, I see, saw you say on Discord today that you prefer the combat of Horizon, which is obviously is particular is very valid. You know that that's your opinion. Uh, can you see that it, it you could unlock the the enjoyment from yeah, it? Yeah, I can. Um, I'm I'm very much in the same sort of boat as Mads in that I enjoy the exploration and taking on the smaller enemies. Some of the mm. some of the the bigger bosses, I've had complete opposite experiences with them. So, like the moth, really, and en- uh, the butterfly. So, I really enjoyed, really enjoyed that one. And even end in the end, like with the Taurus demon, I, because I had so many runs and it was so frustrating. But I figured it out. Whereas something like the mm. the gargoyles, I couldn't. I I didn't know how I was ever. Go- I don't think I would have ever got through that unless I did what no, I did. Me um, so, yeah, so I, I am getting some enjoyment from the, from the combat. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I do I do enjoy the combat, but I just prefer that, the faster style combat that you get from something like, like Horizon, personally. Yeah, the less the less deliberate. It's all very deliberate, isn't it? I mean, if you've got someone who button mashes, you are dead because yeah. your st- stamina will go you know, every single press of the button has to be considered and thought about and planned. Yeah. And every enemy, every enemy you encounter needs to have a, spe- a particular strategy. Yeah. You know, and at our levels now with our weapons, you know, I can one hit kill of that early part of the undead bear going back through there. It's actually great because you can just one hit kill everything. Yeah. Um, you know, you just time it right with their shields and then they're gone. Yeah. One thing with the button mashing, when you go in for an attack, you can't actually press the attack button twice because it'll queue up the actions. So you yeah. need to be yeah. very slow and very deliberate and, and really yeah, mean to do what you actually do because what I would often do when I die, it's because I get frantic and just, ah, attack, attack, attack. And then yeah. he queues up yeah. th- two or three attacks and, and of course you're going to die because you're going to stand there, use all your stamina and, uh, and not be ready to defend yourself. So you need to be very yeah. slow and methodical. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was just going to say... I, I'm still not getting parry. I can't get the parry down. And I'm worried that's going to no, bite neither. me. And I'm worried that's going to bite in the long run. If I, I think you can go the whole way through the game without ever learning it. I think people in our Discord you, who oh, have okay. done. Oh, that's. Yeah. That, you, that, you, you, you can that abandon it. You might then. need to dodge or you might need to build your character appropriately to be able to just have your shield up um, to deflect stuff. But you do not. I think you can basically. Can pre- I think somebody said maybe there's, mo- there's possibly, I think, one boss or there's one encounter where it's useful, I think. But I think other than oh, that. Okay. You can just ignore it. Okay. There is it is the most satisfying thing about the combat though, nail and a parry. 
and I, I I've practiced a lot and I can do it on I'm not brave enough to try it on the Black Knights or I wasn't definitely wasn't brave enough to try it on Havok who will one hit kill mm. you if he makes contact but on the regular enemies where there's not so much consequence like. I, I, it's a lot of fun, and when you do get it right, it feels so yeah, good. I can't yeah. get the timing right at all. Uh, it, it never works for me. But when do you need to swing your sword? It, does that depend on the type of sword? Uh, sorry, uh, shield. Is that does that depend on the type of shield you have? And, it and does. The, so yeah. basically, yeah. yeah so the, uh, kind of the rule of thumb is basically the smaller the shield, the longer the, or the wider the parry window is, because the, okay. the, the the bigger shields you've got basically next to non-existent pay window but the, so maybe that's the, my problem i have the one smaller of those huge so, night shields yeah so worst one to try yeah, it with basically whereas you should have i think you might have a if you've got a um what's it called now uh the target shield is the target is shield um, is it is it the boulder shield or the burner shield is it there a burner shield um they tend to be the smaller the, the smaller the shield yeah the, i should the, try that then yeah, so try those, and you will honestly you will see a much bigger difference in terms of the window that you've got to do it. You don't need to be nearly as precise. Mm. Okay. Um, mm. uh, oh, yeah. oh, that's good. That's oh, that's going to really annoy me. The name of that shield until I remember it. Um, <laughs> well, while you're thinking about that, let's listen to Chris Atwell yes. because he um, Chris Atwell's enjoyed this game so far, and here he is. Hi guys, it's Chris Atwell. Uh, I just want to share me the uh, thoughts on the, the beginning of Dark Souls. Um, tried playing this game uh, quite a few times before, and uh, never really got very far. Uh, always sort of fell off the pace and was struggling from the start. But uh, this time around, I, f- I felt uh, slightly different about the game. I think playing Demon Souls last year uh, has given me a new approach to this kind of game, and with that, um, and I think. Uh, the the massive support from the Discord community. I think it's been easier to keep going. And when I say massive support, I mean that. Like you know, the uh, the forty or fifty messages I get every time I log on uh, are encouraging and keep me going and just remind me that other people are doing exactly the same things as I'm doing, and this really helps. Uh, as far as the game is concerned, I mean, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I. Uh, started thinking I was going to play a certain way and sort of fell into the the way I play all of these kind of games. I've just gone with like a strength decks build uh, with uh, things I learned from Demon Souls. I've decided not to go with heavy armor but keep the the rolling light and uh, that's really helped. And I've breezed past enemies that I've really struggled with before. Um, I struggled a, a bit with the Taurus demon to begin with, but that was just me being impatient and falling off the roof lots of times. Um, and I, I've managed to get past bosses I never thought I'd be able to beat. Uh, I beat, beat the stray demon the other day, and that was uh, fairly straightforward. So looking forward to moving forward from there. Uh, I have an idea what's coming up, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've gone a little bit past where I should have, I think. I um, I beat a certain goat demon, and uh, I found that relatively straightforward as well, which I was very surprised about. 
but uh, yeah, that's cheating a little bit. So I apologise for that. But I um, I've stopped now, and I'm, I'm waiting for uh, the next staging point. Um, we'll see what we get to from there. But uh, almost an upward day. Um, but as always, thanks, guys. Another uh, excellent choice for a game. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll speak to you all later on. Thanks. So thanks, Chris. Thanks for your clip. Um, good to hear that you're enjoying it and you took down the stray demon and you found it easy. Well, well, well. And if I can just close the loop on what I was saying previously to that clip as well, the heater shield, because I don't want to give people bum information. Ah, that's the, the one heater I've been shield. using. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. can you remember where you got that? Uh, From the start? I th- yes, I think you... S- do you not start with that? As no, I think you start with it depending on your class, I think. I think you start with it as a warrior. So does that give you fire resistance as well? No, but I think it is. It gives you one hundred percent physical damage protection. So I think it's. It gives you the most. It's. Uh, it's yeah. the best balance. I think of shields at that stage, at least, it gives you the the, the biggest yeah. parry window, but also the best protection. Oh, nice! Okay. That's quite a nice. Um, that's quite a nice combo there. Because yeah. generally, the smaller the shields, the less damage protection you have. Uh, I, I'm rocking a night shield at the moment, which I've powered up a couple of times, which gives me 100% physical damage protection. And the more I power it up, the more, the the less it reduces my stamina. Because obviously you could have a shield, which will give you 100% damage protection, but it basically one hit, like with Havel, it will just completely take out your stamina, so it kills you anyway. Yeah. So it's a combination, isn't it, of damage mm. reduction plus... Uh, is it a po- poise as well? Is another yes. stat, isn't it? Which so you, that, that sometimes you, you see them stagger staggered. back sometimes when you get hit. But I mean, I, yeah. I, I this game just lends itself to so many different playthroughs. I was reading a couple of articles yeah, about kind of like different. I, I like they were talking about like turtling as well, where you could basically have a massive shield yeah. and a spear. I just because I think can you, you yes, yeah, so you can use a spear and a shield <laughs> at the same time, can you? So you could basically have your shield up and just be if you're strong yeah, enough. I love that. Yeah, yeah, great. I'm, well, that's how I killed the Black Knight in the Undead Asylum, basically, just by leading him up and down the corridor, yeah. hiding behind my shield. There was 100% damage reduction. So he'd hit me, it, I'd use my shield, and now as he was recovering from his, anima- am- his animation, poke, poke, Brilliant. Poke, oh, I love that. Back yeah, off again. That's... And it didn't take a yeah, hit. perfect. So I, I, I fought him without it... a shield, because uh, that was the easiest way just to... Let him let him try to back. take a hit when you do, yeah. and you dodge away, run in yeah. there and, and just uh, stab him with the sword. Go back yeah. again. Yeah. So were you using were you using a sword then that has because of the different swords? Some have a slash, which is obviously a right to left, yeah. or some have a thrust like the rapier. And obviously in the tight corridors like that, you need something which you can thrust with. Actually, you don't need that in that corridor. It's not that tight. But so actually, I ah, think okay. I started out with a Drake sword and mm. in two hand mode, which does this slash that you can use. But uh, oh, that nice. slash was too slow. You, I, I wouldn't get a hit in before his animation was done. So I actually switched to one-handed mode, even though I didn't use the shield. So I, I used just the sword in one-handed mode and just uh, d- yeah. did, did a, a white slash, the, the, the ref R1 attack. Yeah. Nice. So what equipment are you rocking generally then? So your what what's your go-to weapon and go-to armor at the moment? Definitely the, the Drake sword is what I use. And, and yeah. I, I'm using the... Th- I think it's black leather armor, something I got from the thieves downstairs when I was uh, yeah. when I ran all the way to the Capra Demon and uh, had my ass handed to me there. Um, 
Oh, so you fought the Capra Demon already? Oh, yeah, just once, and I'm never going back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, mate, you have to. That's that's the critical path. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I was just just joking, but I, I'm using that. And then in uh, in the narrow cor- corridors, I use a battle axe because it has this nice swing, like goes yeah, straight like out. Axe, so yeah. I have a battle axe that I've powdered like four times, I think. So a plus what, four. What level axe. is that? So you've been powering stuff up, yeah. What level is that? Once again. What level is that? The battle axe? Yeah, after you've I've leveled no it idea. up. Oh, okay. I've got no idea. Do, do the weapons have levels? Of... It's just called plus four at the moment. Yeah, well, it, it just increases your stats. Yeah, so you yeah, should have like an attack it. that should have an attack power, shouldn't it? So like the Drake sword, I think mine was like was it two hundred or something? It's like two hundred. Yeah, it's two hundred. Yeah. I've upgraded the Bloody the Drake hell, sword 200. once, so now it's two twenty in in attack. So that, if that's what you mean, I think the oh God. the axe has a hundred and thirty four thirty six attack. Okay. So what strength do you need to wield the Drake sword then? Sixteen. I don't know. Okay, I've got a strength, dexterity, and endurance build, so I'm plenty strong. So, if you, my understanding of two-handed then is that you would only need strength of eight to wield it two-handed. That's my understanding as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And if you wield it two-handed with the Drake Sword, you get two completely different attacks that do more damage, and one of them. Yeah. destroys the sword really, really quickly. I almost lost the Drake oh. sword because I, I switched to two-handed. I, I tried the heavy attack that kind of hits it down into the ground and, and fire or lightning goes in a in like a, a, a direction towards the enemy that you just hit. And, and that's a very, yeah. very powerful attack, but uh, seven or eight times with that and your Drake sword will be destroyed. <laughs> oh, dear. Can you okay. can you repair right. it once it's destroyed? Do we know? Can you repair weapons or once it's destroyed? I, I think if it's destroyed, it's gone. Yeah. You can only it's repair it if it's right. uh, okay. not destroyed, right? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Um, yeah, I've never. I, had I've, I've had weapon it come up with a thing like the. I, I've never tried it. So yeah, I've had it come up with a warning on both my weapon and my yeah. armor, saying low mm. whatever it comes up yeah, exactly. with, low, like low I've weapon only had warning that once, thing. and that was when I used that heavy I, attack. Uh, and I say I cannot lose this, so I had to dash straight to a bonfire and repair it. But uh, yep. I, I've never yep. actually broken yeah. something, so I suspect once it's gone, it's gone. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that would be a shame with something that could yeah. hit. My God, that is that is a that's a much I'd be more panicking, like reaching for the nearest plug, trying to unplug everything. Like, don't see <laughs> yeah, it. Out. <laughs> Forget about it. It won't work. <laughs> Andy, what about you? What's your go-to kind of low? Yeah, out? combination. So largely been sort of something fast and swingy, basically. So obviously started off as a warrior, but. I have to say, kind of my engagement with this game, I, I was really kind of sitting on the fence for the first maybe hour, probably actually few, first few hours of the my initial playthrough, um, largely because I didn't like how many hits my, my weapon was having to take to take out even like the basic enemies. And it, yeah. again, it, I just keep coming back to it, but... It, I, I think the my enjoyment of this game is it, it, the or our Discord group has been so critical to my enjoyment of this game. Where a couple of people dropped in and said, "Look, it's by no means a uh, a cheat. It's just it it is there for a reason, probably to to ease your passage in the first few hours was to get the Drake Sword." And as soon yeah. as I got that, that was the point at which kind of the game started to click with me. Where I thought, right, actually, I can now kind of the lower level enemies, I can take them out with one hit. So. 
unpacking. Yeah, definitely. And I was able to make a bit more progress, and it was kind of that was kind of what unlocked my um, sort of my my rate of progress at least. So it was kind of for the back of that. I realized that I needed sort of a fairly strong weapon. So I was I was using that for the longest time, um, kind of dabbling with a few different shields, kind of thought about maybe trying to go down the path of consistently trying to parry um i i don't see myself being able to do that for the whole game so ended up going when i was down in some of the other areas found that the uh grass crest shield which gives you the i, I think a, a yep. slight boost to your stamina regen so kind of uh yep. and patrick himself has been a, such a big help in all this it's kind of like yeah, you you, you realize that right i i thought right i can see that i'm scientists sort of you're slowly sort of now converging on sort of a you know kind of a build that fits here so i thought well if i have the grass crest yeah. shield um it allows my if, if i'm going to be fast and doing lots of rolling lots of attacking yeah. i basically want my stamina bar to re to regen as quick as possible so stuck yeah. with that and that seems to be working quite well it's got a decent defense as well it feels quite big it looks quite big as well so it gives you that peace of mind but also it's quite um so that with a low weight armor set keeps you below that 25% so I'm always fast and I thought I'll just stick with the Drake sword until I can't remember who it was mentioned that there was the opportunity to pick up the would it be the Uchi Katana yeah so basically the Katana sword basically you can get it and how do you how do you get that? Uh, you can buy it. So um, there's a there's an undead vendor um, that if you've got the special password for you, he's got it under the counter. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just you have a cover. It's, it's you have to like click through multiple dialogue options and events. He says you have to click on. Do you know Do you know the password? And I, <laughs> yeah. I said yes, I do know the password. Here it is. And uh, no, unfortunately, the only way to get it is to um, is to remove him from the is Murdering. to remove him from this world. And uh, yeah. but having said that you basically you get his full inventory from his shop and this sword which is just <laughs> it for me this was the penny dropping where i said right i got that i idea. have got i finally kind of i'm finally home here because it's got uh rather than a sort of a right to left swing it's basically sort of a, a, a top right to bottom left so up and down so you're always attacking in front of you but the r2 attack does a very strong uh, thrusting attack as well so if you're in a narrow yeah. space or whatever you never need to worry about that you've got a very strong attack right out in front of you and so that was the point where i thought right i'm starting to kind of find a fit that really uh, and i've i've started to upgrade that as well through andre so i've got it to the yeah. plus five and uh, the damage is just going up and up and up and up so yeah i was yeah. kind of and it scales with we haven't talked about weapon scale and maybe we can talk a little bit more about this next time but it scales with dexterity, oh, and cool. it's a B. It's a B scale with dexterity as well. And supposedly, so supposedly an A. Once you get it damage. to plus fifteen, I think if you take up yes, to fifteen, it changes yes. to A. So uh, apparently, that then starts doing about four hundred and twenty per hit. Whoa! <laughs> so I was just, Woo. I was just going to ask on that because I'm using the Drake Sword, and I don't think that increases. Yep. So doesn't scale am i shooting myself in the foot by if i increase my dexterity now will that mean that if i then swap to a weapon it's going to be lower than what it would be if i'd been using it previously or does it scale to what no. my dexterity no. is yeah 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 so good. so basically if you see a weapon that has an a or a b next to the dexterity symbol that basically means that the higher your dexterity, but there are diminishing returns when you get to higher levels. I think by the time you get to like soul level 40, or by the time your dexterity gets to 40, then I think then the increases then drop off. But basically, if you, if you in 10 hours of game time, if you find a weapon that has a scales 
that has an A next to dexterity, you've got a high dexterity stat. That weapon is going to do more uh, damage in your hands than it would in Madsa's hands, who's got a high strength build for yeah. yeah, oh, that's good then, because that that then encourages you to like try a new weapon late game, doesn't it? Rather well, than, I I don't think, yeah, but no, this is cool. the whole thing. This this is what I like so much about this game is it it's kind of. There's not necessarily any right or wrong equipment. There is stuff that you can find, things like the spy hander and stuff. You can find that in the first couple of minutes, and that that will see yeah. you right through to the end of the game. If you, inv- yeah, but you need about thirty-five strength to be able to wield that thing. Yeah, I don't know what the ultimate. I don't know what it is, but you must be able to if you, with the right build. You must be not far off using it two-handed, I guess, to start with. Yeah, you could two-hand it, but if you if you're in New Game Plus, then that is your starting weapon, isn't it? You're going to smash. Yeah, things. but it's the fact that like with kind that. of we're so in, again, it just comes back to what's so ingrained with us that you think like late game equipment must be better, and it's not. There's there's yeah. loads you can get early on that if you just keep upgrading it, will end up better yeah. than stuff that you'll find after forty hours of gameplay or whatever. And I, I really like that. It, it kind of encourages you to sort of yeah. if you find something that fits early more you should probably be able to take it right away to the end of the game with you and it's about it's about the move set in your play styles as well and this is what one of the things i love about it is that it's not about it's not a numbers game yes there are numbers and the numbers you know mads you said earlier on about the upgrade in your stats and you were like well i'm not really sure it's making much difference it does make a difference but it's not all about the numbers what's important is finding a play style that works mm. for you yep. and how you play it and really what's more important is in experience is the actual experience of fighting these enemies and working out how to kill them yeah. um you know the black knights you know we've said it earlier the first time you see a black knight you think this is impossible yeah. to kill two hits and i'm dead it's impossible yes your stats are increasing and as you upgrade the weapons, your damage output and your shields, yes, those things are improving. But what's improving at a much quicker rate is your ability to take out these enemies and avoid their attacks. And that's what, that's I think what kind of drives its hooks in. Once you start to feel that happening, mm. like it becomes compulsive. Like it really does. There is something about this game which just. You know, we've all had it to you know a greater or lesser extent that oh do you know what if I just if I equip that there I reckon I could take that black knight out I'm gonna go and try it or I'm gonna try it in the morning you know that that sense that it's under your skin mm. and it's oh yeah, yes yeah it's unlike it you know this is not the, my favorite game yet um, nor is Demon Souls but these games get under your skin like no other game yeah. Because it's all down to you. It's a wonderful thing, Jim. What's your build out? Yeah. Load out, build, build, load. Drake out. sword uh, for the most part, and the was it what was it? We caught your heater, heater shield. The heater shield, yeah, yeah heater yeah, shield. Okay. But then I'm also uh, upgrading my bow now, so I'm using the bow a lot. And what I'm trying to do is use the bow as a, almost a bit like a sniper. So I can take stuff out of yeah. distance or aggro it to, to come to me, um, and yeah, yeah I'm, so I'm using the bow quite a lot. As, yeah. Having some kind of ranged attack is definitely yeah. beneficial found, for sure. Because I did try the uh, like the heavy bow, but that just it makes you makes you too too heavy. Just do your fat rolls, yeah. um, and then the uh, was it the crossbow? You can't yeah. you can't aim. 
I couldn't figure out how to actually aim with that no, without. No, but you can lock on you with can the, lock you can lock on, on with the crossbow. That's only at you? certain range. Yeah. And I want to yeah. use it as a ranged weapon rather than uh, than yeah. up close. And and as well with the lock on, sometimes it not so much with a bow and uh, with a bow, but if you're using, I found with the lock on with when you're using the sword, it will do funny things with the camera and it will chuck the camera yeah, into, it a, into a weird position and yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots of enemies you don't it's, even want to log on, actually. Hmm. Well, that's a nice segue into hmm. uh, the Bell Gargoyles, isn't it? Because the Bell Gargoyles were the third boss we've encountered and the final kind of mainline boss, mandatory boss of the game hmm. uh, that <laughs> that we've encountered. Uh, and probably, like, there was some in Demon Souls, it was the Tower Knight. It's like an early game skill check. And I feel like the Bell Gargoyles is this game's early game skill check. Do you reckon no. I would... Um, it's failed at that, at least. Yeah, I would strongly disagree with that. I think they've yeah. purposely made this more difficult than it needs to be to get you to use the summoning. So therefore... Well, that, is, that is a possibility So therefore, it's well. not really a skill check. It's, it's yeah. still almost doing a tutorial type thing. Hmm. So how did let's um, leaving aside the kind of summoning for now, Jim? What was your experience then at the Bell Gargoyles? How many times did you try? I lost count before you. Honestly, uh... honestly, Chris, I lost count. <laughs> it was one of the most hate that it, that was that this game at its most hateful. I was hating it. It was hating me, and I, I was just I was done. Honestly, I was I was. The relationship was broken. Oh so. well, yeah. Which bonfire time. were you running running up from? Ooh. The one near the blacksmith, or the one, or Firelink? Because if you've unlocked a shortcut, obviously from the church in the parish, it's kind of questionable which one's further, isn't it? Uh, it must have been. It must have been the uh, the weaponsmith. Must have been. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. So what? Yeah, what? A dozen times. Honestly, I lost count. I honestly lost count. I'd, so many times. So many times, and then. I used and then then I read about the summoning because I, I I was trying all sorts and I was getting the first one almost down and then his mate pops up and yeah, just but know, even yeah. so I'd like go yeah. to use my flask to recharge my health and then I'd get torched yeah, and get and hit. It, yeah. the whole thing was just felt impossible uh, and so I, yeah. then I was looking for is there any sort of ways you can cheese it. So looking for like, <laughs> so yeah, so like yeah. I, will they will they fall off the roof if I wait long yeah, enough? Yeah, pretty much. Like, can I kick him off the roof? Anything, anything, just mm. to give myself an edge. So like, like with the um, with the Black Knight, I ended, I found you could cheese him to get him to follow you up to back to a certain point where he can't climb a ladder. So you can just, I went and bought loads of arrows, loads of fire bombs, <laughs> and he just gets oh, stuck yeah. at the bottom of this arrow, <laughs> at the bottom of the ladder, and I was there like pelting him with fire bombs. Did you get your suitcase of arrows and bombs out for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, like, if I can find... Jim, I will cheese you Middleton. Yeah, if I can cheese it, I 100% will cheese it. Quite right. Um, and yeah, so in the end, I, I, I went with the, uh, with the summoning. I summoned... Two NPCs, Solaire. So you summoned two? two? I took two in, mate, yeah. Took two in. And then I just let them two crack. So Solaire and Loudtrap? That's it, yeah. Took, took them both in with yeah. me, let them crack on, and then I just ran in when when the second one was nearly dead. <laughs> Give them a poke. The second one was nearly dead. I just ran in and one shot, 
Oh, I was like, yes, get it. And, and that then, honestly, that felt great. That did feel great. I didn't. Did it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel because I hated that game so much. I hated it, and that that felt great. I didn't feel cheap at all. Can I, the I NPCs great. kill them outright? If you if you were to keep out of damage, out of harm's way, they yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah. Must be able They can to, do yeah. the entire fight. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Soler has a massive. A massive amount of hit points. I mean, I don't reckon he was a quarter gone when when I summoned him. Mm. But let's let's before we kind of yeah. So we we heard Jim's tale, Mads. What what what's your story of <laughs> pretty much the, the gargoyles? Pretty much the same. I thought this mm. was a horrible fight. I I um, yeah had no problems after maybe ten fifteen attempts. I had no problems controlling a single gargoyle, but as soon as you get him down to fifty percent. Somebody else pops up, and uh, it becomes a mm. fight with uh, two gargoyles. And what would happen all mm. the time is that I would uh, I would be fighting the first gargoyle, I'd be doing well, and then all of a sudden the other one would be standing behind me and roasting me with fire or something like that. Yeah. So you, you'd have to yeah. manage the gargoyles, keep them too close to the where you enter, I think. Yeah. Because then, the, at least it can't. If you if you got your back to the wall, it can't spawn behind you. At least, so that that's probably the way the way forward. But I hated this battle. I thought it was so annoying. So uh, I ended up using mm. um, two summons as well. And I think the entire fight yeah. took me seven to eight seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it <laughs> yeah. was very very. It's not very satisfying, satisfying though, so is again, it? Again, like yeah. with the Taurus demon that I didn't get to fight. I felt like I didn't get to fight this boss. So I, I thought it was a mm. very very. It was. It was probably no. It, it wasn't probably. It was definitely the worst part of this game so far for me. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Andy? Similar. The 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 low point of the game for me also. Um, just the 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 sort of the preceding events prior to the fight. Um, I was basically. I, I was going about it wrong. Effectively, is that I didn't realize just how low strength the channeler was. And so what I was doing is yeah. I was going from Firelink Shrine up on the elevator and then just trying to sprint to the boss fight. And it comes back to like my lack of patience more than anything else. Is that I didn't want to kind of put in the groundwork to get to the yeah. the gargoyle demon in the best or the bell gargoyle in the best shape possible. I just wanted to get there as quick as possible. And so mm. it was because it, I kind of my own worst enemy with this in the sense like I managed to sprint through them once and I was like, well, well that's fine. It worked last time so I must be able to do it again. And so <laughs> I would just keep, I was trying to bash a square peg through a round hole and uh, mm. every time you go in, one of them would catch you just you were just about through the door and then the rest would pile on you and then you would die and then you'd have to go try it all over again and I didn't realise mm. at this point I hadn't made a connection with the fact that there would be some of the bigger sort of many boss characters not that he was even that but if you took him out that he was then dead for good because obviously he was trying because yeah. anytime I tried to engage all of them is that he would just keep zapping me and then eventually yeah purely by luck is that the way it worked out in one of the encounters was that it was a combination of having the drake sword so i was doing better damage to start with and then when i got into that room i managed to kind of kettle him into the corner took out the chandler and then realized that actually that was him and so each time it was then a case of on every subsequent run you'd come up you would just stand at the doorway of the corridor and as each of them tried to come through you would just you would take out that and that that became easy at that point but once it actually got to the gargoyles fight itself, is that I was talking, I didn't even realize I must have been even by that point, I don't know, into double figures before I even realized there was a second gargoyle. And there was one of the encounters where I was, I thought I'm doing quite well here. And then I died. And 
I remember your message on Discord. <laughs> Discord. Yeah, well, I, I died, and I thought it was a glitch because I died, and then as it's quite often the case is that you know when you die, you quite often like pan the camera around as quick as possible to try and yeah. take in as much as information as what might still yeah. be there. Yeah. And I saw a second health bar, and I was like. That must be a glitch because <laughs> because I never actually saw the second gargoyle. All I saw was the second mm. health bar. Yeah. And then slowly pieced together, I just realised that like a second one was appearing. And then, in fairness to the game, yeah, I do think that um, there's an element of a, a, a huge element of trial and error. And I do think there's there's a real exponential increase at this point compared to maybe what everything else that you've had to do. Yeah, it just felt it felt very very undoable at this point, and I'm like, I'm gonna I'll yeah. persevere for now. I'll see where it gets, and I, I think there's an element of luck because sometimes you will you don't have the skill to know yeah. what you're doing, but you can sometimes get yourself into a situation where you where you're close enough to think I've got a chance, and it's whether or not you're yeah. lucky enough to get a sniff of it early on to think. Yeah, this might actually be possible, and then before the frustration, exactly sets that, in. Um, and it yeah. got to a point where I realised that through a combination of trial and error, that I realised that by two-handing the Drake sword, is that if I was to keep him up the far end, where like Mad says, when you first come through that fog gate, try and get him because you've got that pitched roof. If you're to try and get him over to one side yeah. and just keep coming around the back of him, wait. Yeah. And this is where I basically had to learn to be patient. Is that learning that by if you kept him or just basically avoided his attacks until he was down on the ground and you knew that the next chop was going to bring in his mate, then you could basically wait until he was at the yeah. point where you knew that probably you had time to get three attacks in with a Drake sword, yeah. which would put, put which his would put him down yeah, the roof. And that would leave him with just one or two swings left. But you yeah. knew that when the other one came in, that you effectively. Yeah business yeah and up. that you'd have to keep it was probably actually him that you had to watch because the minute you saw them breathing fire you had to run over the pitch of the roof and basically take a long yeah. way around them and then that was a frustration because it's then once you put the disc the way that i play it because of my like place how i basically need to be right on top of them is it you've then got that the really frustrating part of having to close that distance on them again whilst avoiding their attacks yeah. and that 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 yeah. flamethrower attack that he does it, it covers such a wide area and i i do think with it's maybe there's a wee bit of jank in the game because it's the same with the dragon on the bridge is that there's times where it didn't look like the flame was going to catch you but then it yeah. B- yeah, but then I it know. does and you're like you you, you think and it's full damage, even if it's yeah. And you think you'd be standing behind a wall, and it'll still just go through the wall. Yeah, and you, 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 or, yeah. or like so you, you, you think the flames have dissipated. Again, my lack of patience. You think the flames have dissipated enough to then run in, and so you start to run, and it catches yeah, you yeah. just in its, its its last two frames of animation, and you're dead. You're like, oh my goodness, I so cannot. I, I felt that if you by accident had put too much distance between yourself and the dry and and the gargoyles, and it started using that flame attack, I, I couldn't get back to them they'd use those flame attacks again and again and again and again in yeah. such uh, quick yeah, succession like so I, I it seems to me I think if, yeah. if you held so off that sort of crisscross the roof a little bit is that you sort of seem to be able okay. to direct their attacks a little bit but um, mm. I would be really interested I think you if know, you guys the, went the back to it now I think we yeah, do it totally I don't know yeah, if I would so. I don't think so I genuinely I absolutely I think I think you've done yourself a disservice from the point of view of thinking that, but by saying that you couldn't do it, I I absolutely think you would. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is the low point of the game so far for me as well, and it, it just when that second one comes in, it just feels unfair. totally. Yeah, you know it. 
you know that 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 first one you know if that when that ramps up and it starts doing its fire sex if there was just one that would be difficult you know you would but it'd be manageable you know it starts doing its fire breathing attack you know when there's just one of them actually and they're on their own it's not that difficult because the wind-up animation for that fire breathing attack is not you know it's it's reasonably long and if you get yourself in position, you can actually get around it to the back of it and then wail away while it's doing it. But when there's two of them doing it at once, that is almost impossible. Yeah. Uh, you've just got to hope that you get lucky with the rhythm of the attacks. There's one thing that I found that made this um, actually a big difference. Did you guys find the? Is it the pine coat resin? Mm. Yeah, found it. The I've got the found never it, used you, those. You, so, so the. Uh, if you'd use that on before going into that boss arena, it like trebles your damage output Ooh. against um, the bell gargoyles. Okay. Because it says, if you read the description for the pine resin, it says that it does uh, it's effective against uh, Drake or Dragon family uh, baddies. Mm. And I thought, well, gargoyles look a bit dragonish, so I tried it, and I instead of doing like. 150 damage i was doing like 450 wow. so i did manage to kill one gargoyle using that in three attacks yes oh wow and when and i wasn't using the drake sword i was using my winged spear yeah. so i reckon you guys would have been able to kill one of those gargoyles with two blows no, from because the drake you sword. can't yeah. use pine resin on the drake sword nope ah, the right, time okay. the time that i did it was with the I had just enough time. I, I killed the first gargoyle before the second had time to get up, and I, I yeah I, yeah. So you're only fighting I one just at time. got nicked by its flame, but there was enough time to get yeah. over uh, and Drigadetta's flask and get around the back of it. But it was mm. so you didn't use a summon. No. Oh, he's a proper gamer. Capital but G. It's, well done. But that's that's the only reason why I have. I, I've got a video of it actually. I, it's, it's it's good to think about it. Like it's just it was more of the point of like it, yes, it is it is absolutely doable. Um, but yeah. it's oh, well, no, no, right? it's it's awesome. doable. It's not absolutely doable. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that it's doable. <laughs> yeah, but it's not something you. Just it's mildly. Do. It's. It's a bit doable. Yeah, it's a bit doable. I, I uh, got very close. I got one uh, gargoyle killed, and the other one had like a sliver of health left, just one more hit. Ah. So I got really, really close, and then I, I threw the towel and ring and went down and yeah. fetched those things because I, I, I could feel myself starting to hate the game that I was loving. So Yeah. Yeah, and that's no good. And, and Scott Essel said, right at the very start of the chat, he said... Don't not use the summons yeah. like they are part of it's the game. Mechanic, it's, it? it's a mechanic, isn't it? It's a game mechanic. It's not. It's a, a mechanic. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah, Jim was game... right that this this I this fight yeah, maybe teaches was, you yeah. to use the NPCs. Yeah, yeah. I use so I only have so the first time I used you know and I haven't had loads of humanity. I used one humanity to unhollow myself and went to the boss arena, and it wasn't. The summon thing for Soler wasn't there or Lautrec. Okay. And I was thinking, oh my god, like I'm going to waste this humanity now. Mm. So I went in, died, and thought, right, I'm going to try it again. Tried again. Thankfully, Soler's symbol mm. was there outside, and okay. yeah, it wasn't quite seven or eight seconds, but I beat it very, very easily. Mm. Um, on um, with, with, but then I was disappointed. Like it went down. I was like. I, I, I feel like what I should have done is turn the game off 
and then gone back to it the next day and had another crack. I felt like I gave in to frustration. You know, it's not possible though. It's just like you just like mm. you just you just keep. I know. It's yeah, like I had yeah. To you, do just, it. you just keep, I did that you just keep. I, I turned it off and I got back the next day. Spent an hour, an hour and a half dying. And then I turned yeah, it off, and went back fun. the next day, and got the NPCs first yeah. goal because I didn't want. Any yeah, but I think that's it. I, th- I think that kind of yeah. like where maybe it's just totally down to your experience at the time. Is it if you've come within just about doing it, and you don't? Yeah, you know you can. Well, do it. I, I don't know. It's yeah. like a double-edged sword because it's then you were so close, and then. If you if you don't do it on the subsequent time or like the next few times after that, you get you yeah. get doubly you get I'll doubly frustrated get because you think, was it just luck that I got to that point? And you think, mm. I, I, and you sort of you start rushing trying to get yourself back to that point. Whereas if you're making steady progress with each like each time you try it and you're kind of you're gradually getting it lower and lower down, you think, well, that's fine. Again, continuous improvement. But I, I find it yep. way more disheartening to just about do it and then not and then. Have multiple, multiple attempts trying to do it again. I think yeah. I just about yeah. did it, as I said, in the first third of the time I was trying to fight this boss, and yeah. then the last two thirds it was it was horrible. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It can be so brutally frustrating. Look, while we're in a bit of a low ebb, let's hear from Mitsuyama, <laughs> who who it doesn't he doesn't hate the game, but he's probably not as uh, glowing as as I, I would say he's pretty much yeah I'm I'm pretty much where he is maybe a little bit more positive <laughs> <laughs> well here we go here he is Mitsuyama hi everyone it's Stephen aka Mitsuyama on discord with some thoughts on Dark Souls this is my first time playing any of the Soulsborne games all I knew about the game going into it was its reputation for being a tough unforgiving game and so I went into it with a little trepidation While the game tries to ease you into it with a tutorial area where you learn some of the basic moves, I found the game to be very unfriendly towards new players, almost intimidating. Right from the start, you are faced with the choice of selecting the class of your character, but the benefits and drawbacks of each class are not explained, so it feels like you're guessing what to pick rather than making an informed selection. When levelling up, you are faced with a dozen or so parameters on which to spend your souls. I don't think the game does a good job of explaining these parameters, which makes it difficult to determine a strategy for levelling up and so creates a sense of uncertainty. The last thing that I want to do is get several hours into the game before realising I've been focusing on the wrong parameters and face a choice between restarting from scratch or grinding for more souls in order to try to respec. Using this system over something like a tech tree obviously allows the player more flexibility to create unique characters which in turn improves replayability, but I doubt that I'll be playing this through more than once. Some of the game mechanics are also difficult to understand. I'm still a little unclear on the whole humanity thing and the benefits and drawbacks of reverse hollowing. I appreciate that there are lots of resources online as well as discussions on the Discord channel which can help, but it sometimes feels like cheating to read some of this stuff. I also don't think that the game in itself is very good. There is a miasma of jankiness that permeates it. I'm playing the remastered version on Xbox, but even on this I sometimes have problems with the camera and the point of view that it offers. This can be especially frustrating during tough battles. Some of the enemy's behaviours is also very strange. While this may benefit the player, for example when they decide to fall off walkways to their death, it often works against a player as well, such as when they hit you through walls or leap at you from far away. There are lots of small things that work against a game, which are amplified the more frustrated you get. 
However, there's just something about the game that gets its claws into you and won't let you go. While I wasn't having the best of times playing it, I found that I was often thinking about the game when not playing it. Even while I record this, I'm thinking about something I should check out back at the Undead Asylum. I'm probably not enjoying the game as much as some of the others are on Discord, but something keeps bringing me back for more. I'm conflicted. I dislike the game, but I also still want to play it. I was determined to get to the first staging point before deciding whether to persist or not, and I will carry on. However, I fear that I'm eventually going to reach an impasse which will result in me turning off the game for the last time. So there we go. Ding dong ding. The first bell of awakening has rungeth, as Andy said in, in Discord. Um, I think it's fair to say, guys, that this has gone down pretty well, both in, in Discord and amongst us. We've been playing it now for kind of 10 days or so, and I've absolutely loved it. It's exactly what I had with Demon Souls last year, only with like 15 times as many people. Um, it's just been so cool just reading through all the messages and shared experiences and hints from the more experienced players. Like, you know, Mads, you were the one probably was most trepidatious going into this. You know, where, where do you stand on it now after the first, you know, part of the game that we've played i absolutely love it i'm, I'm uh, a bit nervous about continuing now because maybe there'll be more of those boss fights that i actually don't enjoy i've only had a few really good boss fights but i absolutely love the the minute to minute the gameplay i love the small enemies and the mini bosses and the exploration and that that feeling of that there's something at stake because you have those souls that you want to get back to the next bonfire while you're exploring so yeah i'm loving it yeah, yeah, Andy. What about you? You were another one who I d you don't think you really knew what to expect, but I wasn't expecting you to be so. I certainly wasn't expecting you to have played through this opening section three times. Uh, no, was I? If I'm honest, and, and like based on like my first few hours of play, I I thought I'm going to be lucky to do kind of. I I genuinely I was worried about whether or not I was going to mm. see this out or not. I thought am I just going to have to tap out early here? Um, and we've said this so many times. I, I would not have persevered if it wasn't for the support of the Discord group and from you guys yeah. and just to kind of this collective sense that we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, it's a proper kind yeah. of trench mentality, I think, and, like, we will just get through this. And that's the way this game is meant to be totally. played, right? I feel like this game, you know, this is the classic, it's the playground game from, from yesteryear. This is a game where it's meant to be people figuring out together. Yeah, I no, I absolutely, 100% agree with yeah. that. And I think it's... I think a it's the only way that you can do it if you've not if you've got no experience of this type of game, um, but b also I think mm. your enjoyment is it's night and day the difference between having kind of this community play that we're doing and just trying to yeah. muddle your way through it and there's so many things that I would have come unstuck with so it's um, I I think at this point I am I mean I'm obsessed with the game I I literally cannot stop thinking about it mm. and I. I'm really, really enjoying it at this point as well. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because I don't want to... I don't know if this is a bit of a false summit and, you know, we're going to find that there's suddenly another challenge or another element to it that just completely ruins my enjoyment of it. I hope that's not the case. But, I mean, what I would say is that I, I fully intend by whatever means necessary, I fully intend to try and get... I would love to see the end of this game and I, I will do everything possible... And I don't care what I have to do to get to the end of the game because I just love the the whole kind of 
a lot of the lore, the environment, the the set, everything about it. It's just like you were saying. It yeah. it, it feels like it's got into literally every pore of my being. Where it's just kind of like, yeah, it does. There's something I, I've not had this feeling with a game for the longest time, and it's. Uh, I mean, I the, the, I guess that's the other thing. I've got absolutely no idea how far into this game we are. Are we? No, I don't really no. know. So either. I, I, it's quite nice. I, I am just kind of muddling on in the hope that one day it will, you know, will yeah. reach the end and it's over. But until that point, I, I've no idea how many more hours are to go yet. So, uh, but I, I'm very, yeah. very wary, very aware of the fact that you can only play something for the first time once, and that is that is why kind of you try to kind of take these frustrations and you, yeah, yeah totally, and you know we will just kind of. We'll get through it together, and you know, like I say, it's uh, it, it's it's this is very much a game about the journey. Yeah, yeah. Jim, how are you doing? Are you uh, are you ready to kind of put the gloves back on and go again? Yeah, I I am warm into it. Yeah, I am warm. I I really really love the the setting for it. That that sort of fantasy location. I yeah, dark fantasy. Yeah, I, I oh, love that. Awesome, yeah, it's fa- yeah. awesome, awesome setting. Uh, something must have clicked because a little bit because I've gone I've did the last sort of t- a little bit of today um, I've been getting one hit killed by have all the rock and I'm down in the dark root basin and I'm not finding it quite as frustrating so maybe something like instead of getting all like wound up and angry and frustrated I'm not it's not making me as frustrated so maybe something is starting to change and I'm starting to come around to it a little bit more yeah 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 I think that, that the things to remember I mean if you're getting one hit killed by something you probably shouldn't be fighting it yeah you know yeah so so don't because I think the bosses on the critical path are not gonna there's probably people laughing at me now saying this thinking he hasn't got a clue what's coming up. But I would say if it if it like at the cemetery at the start, you know, filing, if it feels that difficult, you're probably not ready for it yet. Mm. It was the same with Demon Souls. Um, you know, it should feel difficult but manageable. Um unless you're fighting two bloody fire breathing gargoyles at once, in which case just summon. Then just caught Call on yeah. your mates. Yep. I won't think twice um, about doing that whenever that's available. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, look, there were other bits that we've seen. We're going to talk about those next time because we've uh, we've um, probably expectantly gone, <laughs> gone long on the first uh, episode. Um, we'll talk about things like the Darkroot Garden, and but it's really the only other place I've seen. I've seen a little bit of Darkroot Basin. The, Mads has killed below, a drake. Um, uh, the Berg, I've seen a little bit of. I rescued a guy and then got poisoned yeah. by some dogs and stuff. And mm. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been up to the fog gate behind which the Capra Demon is, so I've been that far, but I didn't go beyond that fog gate. So I've been in a catacombs um, so we've kind well. of Don't go there. I've not been down there. No, I, I, I just, I just I went in. in and then uh, I, I wrote on Discord am I supposed to be here because I don't know, know where the staking no. point is and I went back again same with the Drake Valley it's or been... Valley of the Drakes that's where I, I, I went in I had to kill the first Drake because it was trying to kill me and then I wrote am I supposed to go here <laughs> so oh, it, it's been so difficult not to frolic beyond because this is what this game does yes. it just teases mm. you and tempts you on yeah. so really the shackles are off now for the second part so Morpin and I have had another heads together and we've decided to, to basically merge what would have been parts two and three so this next section is going to be a pretty a pretty chunky section 
Um, the, 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 the next stage and point is to ring the second bell of awakening and then obtain and place the Lord vessel. Would it be possible? I have no to... idea what any of that means. No, me neither. Sorry. Would it be possible to write down the areas that we can enter? Well, look, as far as I'm concerned, mate, everything that we've seen so far is 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 within bounds. I will ask Morpin to... Yeah, yeah. it'd be good to, ha it'd be good to have, to have a, it, an exhaustive list of basically where we can go. Yeah, that'd be good. Yes, rather than where we can't, yes. because that might spoil yeah, exactly. things for later. Exactly. Because then as soon as we enter a new area, we just ch check the list and see yeah. how we're supposed to be here. That would be useful. Yeah. I think that's a good including idea. any sort of additional content. You know, if there's some sort of like additional areas yes. we could do, like this is this is this is your permitted list. If it's mm. if, it, if it's not a list, so don't do it. There are five bosses in this area. I think three of them are mandatory. Two of them are non-mandatory. Okay. He tells me. Um, so there's plenty, to, <laughs> plenty to get stuck into. There, there are a few low points coming up. I feel. <laughs> oh god! There you go. <laughs> and we haven't even mentioned the swamp. And I know exactly what the swamp is like from um, Demon Souls. But I have the ring now, so should, I should be good. Yes, yeah. that is. Jim, if you don't have the ring... The swamp ring? If you don't have the iron-rusted ring he, from the He doesn't the have that Northern, because he hasn't gone back yet, hasn't he? You need to go back to the asylum and get, get that the ring rust. because otherwise the swamp, you won't you won't play the game beyond the swamp if you don't. Right. So swamps and rusty rings are the next <laughs> port of call. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Right, guys, that's it. This has gone long. Thank you very much. A big shout-out to the Discord crew. Massive thank you to Chris Atwill and Mitsuyama for the clips. Any other shout-outs, guys, that you want to make, Mads? No, I'm so tired I, I can't think of anybody. I, just the Discord crew. It's been crazy active, mm -hmm. which has been wonderful. Uh, far too much for me to read right now, but uh, looking forward to dive into it all. Yeah, similar, just everybody who's taking part in this i think this is going to end up being this is going to be a memorable game this one i think it's going to be one of these things you're you were either there or you weren't and uh i i think it's going to be and yeah, just yeah. do you know what if nothing else th this game is an absolute bastard at times but geez if you need some light relief go into the discord because there's i i have probably had like more proper laugh out loud moments on our discord over these past 10 days than i have done for the longest time there's just uh there's some proper gallows humor going on there so let's keep it up and let's get let's get everybody through it as well it'll be good yeah uh donnie and his loincloth <laughs> <laughs> jim yeah i'll just echo all the above the discord group has been been great keeping tabs on that i'm just waking up in the morning and like checking those messages while i'm eating with breakfast yeah. and stuff yeah quality brilliant like, i just hope that that carries yeah. on for the rest of it because that's definitely gonna sort of inspires me to keep with it and, and keep going definitely and I'll just reserve one special mention for Aaron Morpin for all the help he's given me in planning this and the milestones and also for all the support he gives the podcast and the shout-outs on his, on his YouTube playthrough, which is brilliant, brilliant humour, by the way. Anyone who knows Morpin, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, but when he gets frustrated, he gets this kind of weird, sinister tone to his voice <laughs> and it's absolutely hilarious. It's well worth checking out his videos on his channel. Just search for Morpin. Uh, he is great value. Gents... Until next time. <laughs> bye bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye.